This podcast is brought to you by Acme Markets. Fresh foods, local flavors. 93.3 WMMR Audio On Demand presents the Preston and Steve Show podcast. All right, this, we're going to have to do something first here. This and then Preston and Steve's News Update with Kathy Romano. All right, today is Friday, November 4th. Good morning, Kathy. Good morning in the news this morning. The FBI on Thursday said it received credible information about a broad threat to synagogues in New Jersey, a warning that prompted some municipalities to send extra police officers to guard houses of worship. The nature of the threat was vague. The FBI Newark office released a statement urging synagogues to take all security precautions to protect your community and facility, but wouldn't say anything about who made the threat or why. The alert was posted after officials discovered an online threat directed broadly at synagogues in New Jersey, a law enforcement official said. The posting did not target any specific synagogue by name, Uh, The Jewish Federation of South Jersey, which helps the security of synagogues, released a statement saying we are deeply troubled by the recent uh, increase of anti-Semitism across our country and we condemn hate speech in all of its forms. We are fortunate to live in a thriving Jewish community and in times like this we stand together. Public warnings about nonspecific threats against Jewish institutions made by a variety of groups including Christian uh, supremacists and Islamic extremists aren't unusual in the New York City metropolitan area and may uh, many turn out to be false alarms but the area has also seen deadly attacks. Prosecutors in Montgomery and Bucks counties announced the dismantlement of a gun trafficking ring that they allege put over 30 illegal weapons on the streets using so-called straw purchasers to buy firearms from local gun shops. The Robinson brothers were charged in the case county prosecutors announced during a joint press conference on Thursday. Investigators allege that 20-year-old Clayton was the ringleader with uh, sales help from 31-year-old Julian and 18-year-old Kenneth. Authorities said Brent Porter of uh, Brett Porter of Jenkintown, Maurice Baker of Bristol, and Joseph Lynch of Georgia, uh, still being sought were the straw purchasers buying guns legally for illegal purposes. Montgomery County District Attorney uh, Kevin Steele was joined by his counterpart from Bucks County, Matt Weintraub, on Thursday. Investigators said the probe started after Clayton Robinson was involved in a traffic stop, which led to a raid of the Robinson's home along the 800 block of Penn Avenue in Abington. Of the 30 illegal guns alleged to have been put on the streets by the crime, uh, the crime ring, investigators say they only have recovered six of them. Eight styles of women's shoes are being recalled globally by Clarks after tests found toxins in the products the British retailer announced Thursday. Some samples of these shoes identified excessive levels of the chemical benzodyne uh, that are found in dyes and are restricted in some jurisdictions. Prolonged and direct contact with the shoe, upper, shoe's upper material can expose the wearer to these chemicals, which are toxic and can cause adverse health effects, Clark said in a news uh, release. A potential cancer-causing substance, benzodyne, is a synthetic chemical that has not been sold uh, in the United States since the mid-70s. The recalled shoes include the Breeze style in the Americas and the Brinkley style elsewhere in all navy or dark navy blue color and was introduced for the summer-spring 2022 season. I think all of them, Kathy, look fun and flirty. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I love they my are, Breezy Clarks. They are fun and flirty, and that's why you have to be careful. Yes. And uh, carcinogenic. Yes, that too. People can determine if the shoes need to be returned by checking. Flirty and carcinogenic. Boy, you are toxic, baby. And I mean, in the the cancer way. You can check uh, the product's article number, the first eight digits of the 12-digit number under the size and fit information on the label inside the footwear. People who purchase a pair of the recalled shoes can visit their website for a step-by-step guide to getting a refund. Could you wear socks made out of chemotherapy? (laughs) Oh, that might counteract that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
Uh, based in Somerset, England, Clark's was founded in 1825 and operates in more than 100 markets around the world. In sports this morning... The Phillies lost to the Astros 3-2 in Game 5 of the World Series last night in South Philly. Rookie Jeremy Pena hit a go-ahead home run and drove in two runs, and the Astros will head home with a 3-2 series lead. The Astros had defensive gems from Trey Mancini in the eighth inning and Chaz McCormick in the ninth, and they moved to the brink of their second championship and first since the scandal-tainted title in 2017. The Phillies lost consecutive games for the first time this postseason. Game 6 is tomorrow night back in Houston. Zach Wheeler will get the start for the Phillies, and the Astros will send Framber Valdez uh, to the mound. The first pitch is scheduled for just after 8 o'clock. The Eagles also played last night, and they're still undefeated. There you go. They improved the <laughs> They improved to 8-0 after they beat the Texans last night in Houston. Jalen Hurts threw for 243 yards and two touchdowns, and the Eagles overcame a slow start to win 29-17. to C.J. Garner-Johnson grabbed his NFL best and career-high fifth interception before Hurts threw a 17-yard touchdown pass to A.J. Brown to give the Eagles the lead in the third quarter. The Eagles are back home next Monday night, the 14th, and will host the Washington Commanders. Kickoff will be at 8-15. Nine games into the season, the Sixers are 4-5. and five. They're at home again tonight and host the New York Knicks. Tip-off is at 7 o'clock. The Flyers, who have lost three games in a row, will stay in Canada this weekend with a game in Ottawa against Claude Giroux and the Senators tomorrow night. Puck will drop at 7 o'clock. And the Union will play for the MLS Cup tomorrow afternoon yeah, yes. when they travel to Los Angeles to take mm-hmm. on LAFC. The match will begin at 4 o'clock. And that's what I have for you this morning. Is that 4 o'clock uh, Eastern time? Yeah. Okay. All right. Very good. You know, if only sports could provide more guarantees, Preston. Yeah. That'd be nice. <laughs> also, uh, if they could provide some sleep occasionally. Yeah. Dear yeah. God, I <laughs> I'm so tired. It's going to be a day. Yeah. It's going to be a day. My 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 throat is roached. I, I did more yelling last night than I realized that I did. And um, you're turning me on, man. Though didn't get to bed till like one thirty this oh morning. Gosh. And yeah. got so up. you just had a few short hours. Just like yeah, <laughs> less, of, less than three hours. Oh, oh all my of you, god! Did all of you stay till the end? Yeah, yeah. It oh, was. Yeah. It could have gone either way. I mean, it was. It was a close game, and we were just. We were hanging, hanging on, on to hope. Yep. Marissa, it, uh, we were watching the, uh, the video replay here in the studio while you were doing sports. There was that uh, Cassianos had a had a, a hit. Was Real, uh, Real, Real Muto. Muto. Oh, I'm sorry, Real Muto. Yeah. I'm totally out of it. No, 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 no. It was it was in the ninth. From our seats oh, where God. we were, it looked like it went out of the park, and we went crazy. It, we started it, celebrating. Made a hell of a catch, but uh, I mean, we just, we thought uh, it just it sucked. <laughs> but I was I was jumping I was up so and down, yeah. I was yelling. I, you, I was there with your friend Jim and you, and my girlfriend was to my left. I thought that they uh, had tied it up. I, I thought have, that it was a home run. I have video because it was a pivotal moment, and I had I had it like selfie. I was holding my arm out of that moment when it happened, oh. and the change of I'll show it to of you. Your face. Oh. Of, of our faces, like Nick, your hands go over your face, and oh it was, I, I couldn't believe it. Oh. I couldn't. I still I can't know. believe it. Well, we if thought, you look we, at it, they're just up one game now, right? Honestly, Steve. Oh yeah, I mean, listen, I, I'm not trying to like be yeah. a. a 
overly optimistic or whatever, the series is not over. Oh, it is I not. agree. It's really it is not. not. I and, agree. And we have our best starter going tomorrow night. I, I know that they're down 3-2, but the series is not over. Yeah. And, and the Phillies can win two games in a row. And they, they've already proved that they can win in Houston. Yes, they have. They, they are. So, you know. The Astros are a beatable team. It's not It's not over, and it's not great right now, but it's not over either. Yeah. Don't talk to Marissa, because she, she pretty much thinks it's over. Yeah. Oh, no, just this morning, she goes, well, it was a fun run. <laughs> it was fun being there last night. I had a blast. Really, this last month of baseball has been fantastic. It's been so much fun. I've enjoyed every moment of it. Even last night. It was a tough loss last night, but I enjoyed being there. And it was so great to be there with you, Preston, and Casey, and your daughter, and Marissa, and her dad. It was really cool being there. It's like finding a 20 in your winter jacket when you go there. I'm trying to be as optimistic as possible. Yeah, so you're right. It's not over. And we have the weekend. And uh, hopefully Monday morning as we broadcast live from Xfinity Live in the parking lot, we'll be talking about a victory. And we'd be all excited. There we go. Tired then because we stayed up late and watched that game. So. I can't believe campout starts on Monday. <laughs> oh, well, <laughs> passing by the tent. I know. Last yeah. night was pretty wild. Yeah, the, yeah. the structure is up. Uh, it's not f- completed, but uh, it was pretty crazy to see that thing. And and uh, juxtaposed to all the crowds out there, I'm like, that thing's big. Man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I've forgotten how big our full size campout for hunger setup is. My We've been friend, limited. Jim had never been down there for that. And I go, yeah, that's us. He's like, that thing? That's where you broadcast from? I'm like, yeah, man, uh-huh. it's an operation. Yeah. yeah, well, he's impressed. You can be impressed, too. If you've never yeah. been down, come yeah. come down to the camp out next week. Yeah, please do. It's starting up on Monday. So, all right. Besides that, uh, we have a guest on the program this morning. Adam Conover is going to be joining us, uh, performing at Helium Comedy Club. Uh, so we'll chat with him. Is he in the studio or is he in Zoom? studio? Yeah. Okay, cool. We'll talk to uh, Adam today around 9 o'clock. And uh, we have our Word of the Week prize to give away. And any prizes that we have sitting around, we'll make sure that we unload uh, before the show is up. So let's take a break. Come back in a second. I've set aside some entertainment stories and a stupid question. I do have a Phillies-related stupid question. We'll keep that going and see if you can win something. We'll be back in a moment. Stay with us. Stream WMMR anywhere you have an Internet connection. Listen on our mobile app or go to WMMR.com. Hey, you've heard us talking about Krista. She's beautiful, classy, and brilliant, and she's so easy. Krista is Stephen's most loved engagement ring. Picture her, a bright white, high-quality, round, brilliant-cut diamond expertly set into a classic, solitaire, Tiffany-style setting. Krista will guarantee you a yes. Go to IHateStevenSinger.com and click on Krista to check her out. Visit Stephen's showroom at the other corner of 8th and Walnut in Philly. You buy real diamonds from a real jeweler that you can trust. It's IHateStevenSinger.com. Now back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. So stupid question this morning, giving away a pair of tickets to see the band live. They are playing Friday, November 18th at the Excite Center. And tickets are sold out, by the way. So let's give them away. Question that I have for you this morning. Uh, we'll do a Phillies-related question. All We've right. done some World Series questions. We'll do a Phillies-related. Which Phillies, uh, which Philly is nicknamed Jimmy Cigarettes? <laughs> 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if we know the answer to that, all right? Who on the Phillies roster's nickname is Jimmy Cigarettes? 215-263-WMMR is the number. I'm going to go through some birthdays today, Friday, November 4th. Uh, it is Laura Bush's birthday, uh, former first lady, and she turns 76 years old. Do they, do, do they have a song? I had asked about the vice president's song. Do the, the first does, lady? Does the first lady have a song? Uh, I, I wouldn't I, think so because she's not an elected official. Yeah. Okay. You know what I mean? All right. Mambo number five. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> dun, 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 dun. I love One, that. Two, three, four, five. 
Why not? It yeah. would be so you know, cool. Yeah, because a mambo, yeah. that's a cool beat. Sure, and there's a little in. dance yeah. that's, uh, you know, she could have uh, her security. Uh, Absolutely. Could actually do a dance routine to that. Number. Like they're going into a wedding in a <laughs> yep. clever way. Well, mm-hmm. So um, it says Jill Biden apparently has her own Hail to the Chief style entrance theme courtesy of the Marine Corps Band. There you go. Okay. Uh, so Laura Bush is 76 today. Uh, Matthew McConaughey has his birthday. He turns 53 years old. I think it was over uh, maybe last weekend. Um, what is the uh, what's the space movie that he did? A couple oh, Interstellar. Years yeah, that yeah. was on. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I. Carter and I were watching it, and it got to the you know the really trippy part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, and he's like, "What's going on here?" And he actually kind of grasped it uh, better than I did as far as the dimensional stuff went. There's an explanation that is actually really good. It is elaborate. Yeah. I don't know how you could be expected to pick up on all that on a first viewing. Yeah. But once I saw this explanation, it made a lot of sense. Okay. Once tried to hand me his toothpick. Oh, yeah, that's right. Remember? <laughs> Here, hold this. He was at... <laughs> got a little piece of celery in here. <laughs> he was, yep, he had it in his mouth like he always does. And I was yeah. interviewing at, at the Sixers game. And I I said, okay, we're, we're going to go in, you know, whatever it was, 10 seconds. And he took out his toothpick and looked at me like almost, um, like had it out, like almost, well, here, take this, and I just Wanna looked at him. Yeah. I just looked at him, turned my head towards the camera, and I think he like shoved it in his pocket or. I was going to say hand. that's so. N- I could not see you grabbing no, that from his no, hand. No, 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 no way. Listen, like, like I'm... he's going to spit his gum in your hand. Yes, right? That's what it was um, like. Like a little kid. He used to walk around with a toothbrush in his mouth. You remember that? I do remember yeah. that for a little while. Yeah. Uh, so Matthew McConaughey is 53 years old today. Uh, Loretta Swit's birthday today. She played Hot Lips Houlihan on uh, Mash. You know what? And, and she's in the movie. It, no, Sally Kellerman. Sally Kellerman. Yeah. But that's I don't remember Loretta Swit from one single thing other than Mash. Wasn't she? Wasn't there a, a Cagney and Lacey type thing? Wasn't she? I don't um, know. If so, yeah, I don't remember. She, Probably you. You would know. Yeah, I think she was. Um, she might have been um, on Cagney and Lacey or a similar type. You know, uh, buddy, buddy, female cop. Okay. Uh, She is 85 years old today. Uh, It's also Ralph Macchio's birthday today. You're a huge fan. Man, Cobra Kai. I just, I can't get enough of it. The seasons go too quick. How good for him that this, in a career, not that the career was dying, but but it was, it reached a plateau. Cobra Kai reinvigorated everything. Yeah, and, and William Zabka, too. Yeah. And it felt so I'm happy for I him. Love it. Yeah. Uh, everybody on that show is just great. Uh, so, yeah, is he coming to town, Nick? He's in town next week. We're trying to get him to come to camp out. I have not gotten a no yet, so I'm, I'm working okay. on it as best as possible can, but he's at the Free Library uh, on Thursday the 10th. He has a new uh, memoir out. It's called Waxing On. Uh, the Karate Kid and me, yeah. That's great. So, you Ralph, know, Ralph Macchio in town on uh, Thursday. The call to give them nuance. The call to give because yeah. they're painted as caricatures in the movie. Yeah. yeah. But you add now. You guys are well into. I, I caught you know uh, the first season basically, but um, uh, that they gave those elements really was a cool call on yeah. that aspect. They could have gone. Oh, he's still evil, and he's the good guy. But yeah. they, they they blurred the lines, and they 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 walked that that fine line of keeping it funny, but giving it some heart. Yeah, which which keeps you coming back. Yeah, and uh, it's so well done. So, uh, so maybe at the camp out, maybe, maybe. maybe. So you're telling me there's a chance, <laughs> Ralph Macchio yeah! is, is 61 today. Uh, it's also Kathy Griffin's birthday today. She is 62 years old. She be- Lung cancer, right? I'm not sure what type of right. cancer it was. It yeah. might have been Steve, yeah. Uh, but yeah, she was. Uh, she had some serious uh, health uh, obstacles to overcome. 
Uh, so she turns a year older, so good for her, 62. Uh, Jeff Probst's birthday uh, today. Yes. One of the best jobs in television. Yeah, totally. But because you get to... <laughs> You get to torture yeah. these people and go back to your resort. <laughs> You're at the uh, at the Four Seasons uh, resort across the island, and uh, they're eating rat meat. Now, listen, I we were we were in whole hog on that show for the first I don't know five seasons. I or so. was in. I bought the soundtrack to Survivor. Fantastic. Yeah. It's still on, yeah. and it still does really well. I just kind of fell out of that whole routine, but it, people still love it. It's a came to the thing that uh, always happens to these kind of shows is that everyone starts to portray the version of the contestant they like the most. Yep. So uh, that's what they do. And and the first one, for whatever it was, it seemed more genuine, and yeah. then it just started to dissipate. Yep. So uh, Jeff Probst turns 61 years old today. Uh, musically, we have a birthday. It is Chris Difford's birthday today. Uh, singer, guitarist, and lyricist for this band right here, Squeeze. It seems like every other week there's a, 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 a member birthday of Squeeze. Squeeze. And there's only yeah. really two. <laughs> uh, well, no, you had Paul Carrick as yeah, well. Yeah, I guess. He was, he was a singer, and I, I think his birthday was on They have the most birthdays of any band, Preston. In fact, this is Paul Carrick singing yeah. in this song. Which uh, song does... Uh... Uh, pull, the, um, pull the muscles from Michelle. Oh, I and, love that. Uh, okay. the black coffee in bed and hourglass. Yeah. Which one is Glenn Tilbrook saying? Uh, I get different in Tilbrook mixed I up. I do too, and I've seen them both in concert separately. Yeah, and I still can't distinguish. Uh, but uh, one of them's got a really low voice, and the other one is that dude. Yeah, <laughs> Paul Carrick though is, is like a, a massive gun for hire as far as um, his vocal ability. Okay, so picture Chris Dippard here. He's the guy that goes. Um, He's got the low voice. Yeah. Uh, it's no good story after. <laughs> uh, so he is uh, 68 years old today. Do you want me to do that again? Thank you. <laughs> and then the last birthday I saw is uh, Bethany Frankel, the skinny girl cocktails gal. Who... I think she's the kind of the creative muse for our show, correct? Yeah, we, think, say, uh, we do a lot of what we do based on what she's doing. So She What's was here one day, right? Yeah. She was down the hall. Yeah, and she, she was super nice. As yeah. She made a ton of money just yeah. selling that margarita and, and like some company Skinny bought it. water. Yeah, yeah. And, and so that's where a lot of her wealth came from. Yeah, a couple of weeks ago I thought I was booking her as a guest and it was the uh, it was that stupid oh, Long right. Island medium lady. <laughs> <laughs> freak is her actual name. It doesn't matter. Oh my God. Yeah. I, I booked her and they gave us the time and I was like, wait a second. <laughs> That's not Bethany Frankel. <laughs> I saw Bethany Frankel at, um, oh my gosh, what's it called? Uh, the the nice resort in Clearwater, not the one we stay at. Oh, the Ramada. Sand Pearl. The Sand oh, Pearl. Oh, okay, yeah. okay. Uh, she was at the pool and she they uh, they brought the pedicure, whole pedicure out setup to out to the pool so wow. she could get a pedicure. In front of everybody. <laughs> yeah. At the pool. Okay. Listen, I don't know. It may be at that hey, place. It watch, may be... I'm paying someone to wipe my ass. <laughs> well, at that place, that's the kind of money I have. But at that place, that might be a service that they provide right. at the pool. You know, I don't know. No. Miss Frankel, you're ass wiping. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so she turns 52 today. All right, let's see if we can get an answer to this stupid question. Uh, which Philly has a nickname of Jimmy Cigarettes? Two one five two six three WMMR. We're going to go to Ron for the answer. Hey, Ron. Oh, uh, hi guys, a gal. Hey, man. All right. So, who's Jimmy Cigarettes? That'd be Gene Segura. Gene Segura, yeah. Hang on. And apparently, that came about from um, auto-generated closed captioning. 
and mistook his name for James Cigarettes. No, really? Gene Cigarra, yeah. That's funny. And therefore, he became Jimmy Cigarettes. I love that. Which is excellent. Ron, hang on the line. We're going to set you up. We have a pair of tickets to see live. Uh, They are playing uh, Friday, November 18th, the Excite Center inside Parsacino, Men's Salem. 21 and over show, and tickets are sold out. You can uh, check out... Uh, the other upcoming great events at parkscasino.com. Uh, so on Thursday, Alyssa Scott confirmed she is pregnant with Nick Cannon's 11th Whoa. child. 11 kids. Yeah, this will be their second child together and his 11th overall. Is he like um like religious like where he can't get a vasectomy? Is no, there something, I don't is think there that's a reason it. why? Okay. Uh, he is literally, I, I think he has always had the mission to... Have a, a full brood of kids, yeah. uh, and he's had with uh, how many different women? Four, at least, right? Four or five? Uh, yeah, something or like did, that. Did two of them join up for one. I, I think he does. A case, I, I think he he's a spiritual person because right. he always uh, calls it like this when he uh, you know he calls it a miracle and right, a blessing yeah. and things like that. So. Uh, I don't yeah. know if he's morally opposed to like uh, contraception and or you know anything else. Yeah, yeah I'm not sure about that. I mean, because uh, you can't necessarily unless you do whatever you want, but be morally opposed to contraception, but not morally opposed to multiple like yeah. <laughs> sex partners while not married. <laughs> yeah, you know, groups, a daisy chain. Yeah. Uh, so she posted photos from a nude photo shoot with the drumline actor to Instagram <sighs> to announce the news. I remember when my mother did that; I was so embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, in the intimate snapshots, Cannon can be seen kissing and touching Scott's belly. Uh, she captioned it, a miracle and a blessing. And the photographer who took that picture is now pregnant with his kid. Right. So it never stops. Um, so these two, remember, they lost their, their child yes. uh, last year, uh, a baby named Zen. So uh, There were pictures of them on the beach. They took the baby out for, uh, you know, remember that? It was yeah, horrible. So I mean, obviously hope for better things with, yeah. uh, with this child. Yeah. Uh, in a surprising turn of events, it was reported on Thursday that Johnny Depp will be the first male to appear in a spotlight moment during Rihanna's Savage X Fenty show. And this comes shortly after Depp's highly publicized defamation trial against ex-wife Amber Heard, which sparked broader conversations about domestic abuse. And considering Rihanna's history as a survivor of domestic violence, this news came as a bit of a shock to many people. Uh, some took to social media to address the situation. Uh, to give you an example, one user commented and said the saddest thing about uh, the, this man's smear campaign that made him win and set women's rights 50 years back with fellow abusers suing their victims is that uh, he got real victims of domestic violence like Rihanna supporting him. Uh, he convinced the world that he was the victim. Others chimed in to kind of protect Rihanna. Uh, as an abuse survivor, uh, for example, someone wrote the choice that Rihanna made is frustrating, but in protesting, please keep the attention on Depp's history of violence. Uh, there are no perfect victims, but Rihanna is still an abuse survivor, and I don't want to invalidate that. So I lost the, uh, the count of what the uh, end result was. Were they both, Amber Heard and Johnny Depp, both physical with each other? Yeah. Was he physical with her? Well, I mean, you know, they found in his favor, but it appeared uh, from all the excerpts of testimony that yeah, we yeah. read and it, it, it all depends on what you believe yeah but it sounded like both were abusive to me that's what it seemed like to me but i don't you know, know. So the only people who know are them it was a quote-unquote toxic relationship right. for sure on both sides but now both you and i were nothing but fendi and we love it yeah but, but so, uh it doesn't mean that this is the right choice want. yeah the fourth installation of the savage x fenty show <laughs> is set to premiere on amazon so prime excited. 
on November 9th. I don't that even know what that is. Oh, man, that's so, the same night as food trucks and fireworks. Oh, well, with that. there's that big screen outside of Xfinity Live. We can put it up we there. We can put it yeah. on there. Yeah. Uh, speaking of, uh, you know, uh, abuse, uh, Chris Red from Saturday Night Live opened up about being assaulted outside of the Comedy Cellar in New York City last week. Um, so he's speaking about it now, and he said, this man hit me in the face with something metal. Brass knuckles he was wearing. He said, uh, I, I reported that like Yoda. Okay, well, yeah, right. Well, he said, I thought it was brass knuckles because of the way it cut my nose to the bone. Uh, Red said uh, he was gushing blood, and uh, he was uh, treated for two fractures in his nose at Bellevue Hospital following the incident. He said, a fist don't normally do all of that at one time, Uh, so it was safe to assume that I was hit with something. Uh, The comedian shared that he does not believe that it was an attempted mugging, but rather a targeted attack. He said the dude just hit me and ran off and fell down so fast. I don't even know if I fell until I looked at the... I didn't even know that I fell uh, until I looked at the uh, footage. Could you... uh, Brass knuckles, man. I used to have a pair just because... It was fun, you know. Yeah. I, I never hit anybody with it, but I, I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, but uh, even then, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this would be a nightmare to oh, get yeah. clocked with these. Yeah. Uh, Red added that uh, he would have gone on with his show, which was scheduled to take place at the comedy cellar that night, uh, had he not been bleeding so much. He said, if we could have stopped the bleeding, I would have went on stage. I was like, I can't wait to talk about this crap, and uh, I'm glad I waited. But that was my first thought. It's hard to make, hard to make people laugh when you're hemorrhaging. Yeah. Uh, actor Arrow, Stephen Amell, uh, reportedly went wild in court what? after losing his lawsuit against an animal rescue. Uh, a judge ruled that Amell and his wife, Cassandra Jean, were not likely to prevail at a trial against Rescue's Rock, an animal rescue uh, that the couple was trying to have moved from its Laurel Canyon location. Uh, source told Page Six that uh, the actor was yelling following the verdict. Another source said he was not pleased and that he left the courtroom and was glaring at the Rescues Rock group. Uh, Amela and Jean sued Rescues Rock in September, claiming that the defendants, Kristen Stavola and Jeremy Gardner, uh, were running a large illegal animal kennel operation. They also alleged that the canines barked loudly at all hours of the night and day, continuously waking the Amels, their newborn child and eight-year-old daughter. Uh, court documents state, in addition to RRI, defendants uh, do not properly sanitize their residential uh, real properties or clean up substantial animal waste, resulting in overpowering stenchion odors emanating from the properties and onto the ML's property. <clears throat> uh, however, the documents also <clears throat> state that as recently as September 21st, City of Los Angeles Animal Services Department conducted an inspection of the premises without incident, citation, or findings of any unlawful activity whatsoever. So the city's saying that what they're doing is above board. <clears throat> yeah, but these guys say it's noisy and it stinks, and they don't want it uh, near them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dogs barking all the time, day and night. Yeah, keeping my kids up. That's right, it stinks. <laughs> He's a lawyer. <laughs> We know that he handles matrimonial lawsuits. This is true. Yeah, but, but uh, yeah. Now he's moving on to regular civil things. Yeah. Crap it all night. Dogs poop all over the place. Smell. You're better than that. So uh, we'll Church see. Treats. We'll see if uh, Rocky can get an appeal or something like that. Uh, modern family actress Julie Bowen uh, opened up about her romantic past on a recent episode of her Quitters podcast. Uh, well, She's got a pocket. While interviewing Becca Tilly, Bowen said, I'm straight. I've always been straight. However, she shared, I was in love with a woman for a while. 
Uh, but she didn't love me back. Uh, she liked women, but she didn't like me in that way. <clears throat> what was she blind? Yeah, Jilly Bowen is gorgeous. <laughs> huh? Uh, she added, uh, "It never really took off, so I never really had to challenge my concept of my sexuality." Sorry, I don't like you that way. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I guess she was she was feeling, uh, you know, had feelings for that particular person, and it wasn't uh, never got physical, right. never reciprocated. Yeah. Yeah. Bam. Dream sequence with Julie Bowen in Happy Gilmore, oh, where she's man. walking out with the pictures mm. of beer. It's great. And the white lingerie. This is one of the best fantasies you know, on film ever. Nick, yeah. you know it's one of uh, I think an equivalent to that is her in um, Horrible Boss. Yes. Oh my God, Steve. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I mean, yep. she's, she's I playing the kind yeah. of nympho uh, Kevin Spacey's nympho yeah. wife. Is really good. Yeah. I like her. Uh, she's good. <laughs> oh my God, good. that was weird. What? <laughs> Yeah. He sits yeah. right next to me. I don't feel comfortable anymore. <laughs> Seriously. Yeah. I like you too. We didn't get much sleep last night. Some of the real <laughs> some of the real emotions are gonna come yeah, out. Yeah, lots of sleep. It's all in the service today, Kev. Uh Jason Momoa took to Instagram on Thursday what a man! to remember his late grandmother, uh Mabel Lemke. Uh, he said, I loved making my grandma laugh. It's been a year and now I miss you, Grams. Uh he had captioned a series of photos with <laughs> Sounds like a frail thing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what? There's a, there's a picture. Go back to that one, Nick, on his Instagram. He's wearing, he's got fangs, and he's wearing some kind of a giant bow, and she's cracking up looking at him. Oh, uh, that's awesome. That's wonderful. Uh, but uh, he captioned a series of photos. One of the pictures shows Momo with his arms wrapped around Mabel, and another shows her sitting inside a Ford Thunderbird convertible. Two of the photos include hit in his carousel or FaceTime screenshots between the two. Aww. He said, I would FaceTime her when I was playing Flip in Slumberland, uh, and she was so giddy seeing me dressed up like a wild animal. <laughs> he said, uh, today will be hard, but I have the best ang- uh, angels watching over me. So that was a sweet, sweet. Yeah, yeah. sweet little tribute to her. Uh, people can't get enough of the new haircut that Zac Efron has. Oh, my for. God. I can't get enough of it, Preston. Well, his his role is Kevin Von Erich in the Iron Claw. And uh, Page Six reports after a photo leak showing Efron wearing a tight gray muscle tank with short bangs and hair past his ears, people took to social media comparing him to Lord Farquaad <laughs> in Shrek. It's true. It looks I a lot like it. I haven't seen it yet. I haven't seen it either. I saw the, the picture of him, Steve, that, that, the uh, jacked. where he's pumped up, yeah, but yeah. I have not seen the hair. Uh, he uh, So one person tweeted, he looks like if Lord Farquaad hit the weight room. And <laughs> oh, another my one, God. Another one wrote, uh, not Zac Efron becoming Lord Farquaad's note, uh, uh, Zach Efron becoming Lord Farquaad's lost brother. I'll tell you what, uh, he talked about when they did that Baywatch comedy movie with uh, Dwayne Johnson, mm-hmm. he got into really cut shape and he said it was so difficult that he was getting lightheaded all the time because you can't, there's no way to live, you know, and and to maintain that for the shoot was too much. Yeah, but he's uh, barely he's keeping that jacked uh, uh, yeah. appearance together. Uh, Jennifer Lawrence told the New York Times recently how she and her Hunger Games co-stars Liam Hemsworth and Josh Hutcherson uh, would unwind following premiere. She said the boys and I would always go back to our hotel room and just drink whiskey and get stoned. Uh, she said my mother. <laughs> That's interesting. She said my mother-in-law is going to love this. Uh, she said I don't do it anymore though. I'm a mom. Uh, she thought that uh, the four Hunger Game films were fantastic. However, she shared uh, the only thing that gave me pause was just how famous that it, it, it would make me. 
Um, she also joked that her new Hunger Games prequel, uh, Ballad of Songbirds and Snakes, uh, makes her feel old as mold. Or the uh, it's not hers, it's the... Uh, she's not in it, is she? No, I don't no. think so. No, uh, maybe there's a cameo or something. Uh, so she said, I remember being 21 and thinking, my God, one day they'll redo and remake them, but I'll be so old by then, I'll be dead. Um, the first movie I enjoyed, um, they got progressively less fun as yeah. they moved along, but that's common. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, Cameron Crowe has invited Jimmy Fallon to appear in the Broadway musical adaptation of Almost Famous. On Tuesday, the writer and director of the 2000 film of the same name appeared on The Tonight Show. Excuse me, to uh, talk about the stage show, which is currently in previews. And uh, Fallon had asked Crow, uh, is my character still in the play? And he replied, "Uh, I'm really glad that you brought this up because, Jimmy, we love Dennis Hope of the movie. And he said, of course it's in the play. My dream has always been to have you come and be the link between the two casts. The cast of the musical, who also became a really tight family, and the movie. So, I would like you to come on the Broadway stage and play your part again of Dennis Hope. So, uh, I am I'm pretty unfamiliar with the Almost Famous musical. Has, has it been in existence for a while? Are they I working? I think it's new, Steve, but I saw um, some of the cast photos. Yeah. And the guy that plays Russell yeah, yeah, looks yeah. so much like Billy Crudup. I thought that it was Billy Crudup. I uh, thought that they cool. brought him back. It, 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 yeah. Like, he's got the outfit. He's got the... the uh, the appearance, the mustache, the whole night, he really looks like the part. I'd like to see how they um, turn that into a musical and, and, yeah. and stage it. I, I think it could work. Uh, Fallon replied, I'm in. Absolutely, I am in. And according to Crow, he's even rewritten the character scene uh, just for Jimmy. He said, knowing you might step in, I rewrote the scene for an advanced Jimmy fever. <laughs> uh, and he, he said, uh, I really wanted to get a scene worthy of you and the beard. Uh, in the movie, uh, Fallon made his film debut. Yeah, and he's really good. First one, yeah. Yeah, he was a road manager uh, for Stillwater. Yeah, your manager needs a manager. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's what, hey, it's... I didn't invent the rainy day. <laughs> I just have a bigger umbrella. He does a great Mick Jagger impression. He does. Yeah. yeah. If you think Mick Jagger is still going to be dancing around at <laughs> fifty years old. You are sadly, sadly mistaken. That's what top five <laughs> it's a great movie line for me. I, I I love that movie so much. Uh, so he'll he'll take a turn. Well, do you think you might uh, go see the show? Yeah, do you like yeah. that much? Yeah, I, I, you know, like if they can translate it to Broadway, you know, Casey, you're a bigger Broadway fan than I am, but I think that they, this could be a really good musical. Uh, I don't know the movie that well. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so according to the Hollywood Reporter, Warner Brothers Discovery CEO David uh, Zaslav uh, expressed interest in creating more Harry Potter films what? during an investor's call what? on Thursday. What? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, he said, we're going to focus on franchises. He said, <laughs> he said, we- <laughs> he wants uh, Mel Gibson to play Dumbledore. Oh, no. <laughs> 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 that's his incantation. Yeah, <laughs> that's, a, that's a jinx he's yeah, putting yeah, on yeah. someone. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'll take Kobe. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, he, uh, where I lost my place. Uh, so, (laughs) he said, we haven't had a Superman movie. The the, the beard, the fake beard doesn't quite fit right. Yeah. Uh, You can clearly see the string over his ears. We haven't had a Superman movie in 13 years. We haven't done a Harry Potter in 15 years. They haven't done a Harry Potter. Oh, that's 15 not true. Years. They did Fantastic Beasts. The last. I guess maybe out. he's not counting that because Harry wasn't. I guess. What about Man of Steel? That came out more than less Harry Potter's. Than... Not in that. 
No, but he said Superman <laughs> oh, movie oh. in 13 years. Uh, uh, the uh, the last Fantastic Beast movie that came out was the best of the three. Um, and if they're going to continue this franchise, they can go in that direction. And the first one, I, in my opinion, was okay. But they're getting better as they go. And I really like the last one a lot. Yeah, so... We'll see if they uh, get mailed. Yeah, a lot. Uh, well, they would have to create. Well, yeah. Um, all right, whatever they do. As long as we we have the original series, that all that's all that matters. Uh, but he said the DC movies and the Harry Potter movies provided a lot of the profits for Warner Brothers over the past twenty five years. He added, do, do they see a crossover where perhaps the Flash attends oh, Hogwarts? That's a good idea. <laughs> Mel is on board and yet not on board with some aspects. Yeah. Uh, he added. He added that he's really interested in making a deal with J.K. Rowling, despite the. Co- oh my god! <laughs> wow, man. <laughs> despite the controversy surrounding her lately, he said if we can do something with J.K. on Harry Potter going forward, I think she would need to be a part of the direction of the characters. I guess so. Yeah. Was she a part of uh, Fantastic Beasts yeah, in she, that series? She's a screenwriter for those. Okay. All right. Uh, then one more quick thing. Uh, the Russo brothers' new Netflix movie, The Electric State, has rounded out its cast. The sci-fi thriller, which currently stars uh, Stranger Things' Millie Bobby Brown, opposite Chris Pratt, has wow, man, has added Anthony Mackie, very cool, uh, Billy Bob Thornton, uh, Giancarlo Esposito, nice, and uh, Kate Mel Gibson, Hui Kwan, and Mel Gibson. Oh. Uh, <laughs> Oh, my God. There's still negotiating. Inaccurate reporting. I love Billy Bob Thornton. and He loves you. Yeah, no, well, we met before, and I think he liked me just fine. But uh, I was watching (laughs) Armageddon. He's really good in that movie. I know. You we, know what I mean? That and we asked him garbage, about it. But, yeah. like, he's good in it. And, and it's just, he, he, we were talking about it. He was in, in uh, studio, and he said, yeah, you got to pay alimony. So. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Yes. Um, so, alongside the reports uh, is new details about the characters each actor will be playing. Esposito is playing a villain called the Marshal, who pilots a drone on the hunt for the robot at Brown's side. Mackie and Thornton will voice the robots with uh, Mackie's acting as a partner of sorts to a smuggler played by Chris Pratt. Uh, Michelle Yeoh was set to play a doctor in The Electric State, but she's since been replaced by Quan, who actually starred with her uh, in Everything, Everywhere, All All at Once. Once. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, So Anthony and Joe Russo had previously laid out the premise uh, for the upcoming movie in an interview. They said uh, it sort of reimagines the 1990s as a sort of 1990s American West, a war happens between humans and AI robots, huh. and this story is set in the aftermath of that war. It's basically about uh, a sister who's been separated from her brother during the war, and she's trying to find him. Sounds interesting. Uh, they're also working on uh, with Netflix on The Gray Man 2, uh, the original starring Ryan Gosling's, uh, Gosling as uh, Agent Sierra 6 became one of the streamer's most viewed movies after being watched over 250 million hours in his first 28 days. Did you see case? I did. I liked it. Yeah, it was all right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I'd heard kind of mixed reviews yeah. on it. Yeah. The the one that I really like uh, the most out of that whole cluster was the Chris Hemsworth, the first um, uh, extraction. Extraction. Yeah. Really solid. Yeah. A lot of terrific action. All right. Um, we do have some movies opening this week.
<laughs> All right, we're going to start with uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story. I'm looking forward to this. Comedy slash biography stars Daniel Radcliffe, Evan Rachel Wood, and Rain Wilson. Uh, the sort of unexaggerated true story uh, about the greatest musician and sex symbol of our time. Uh, it's, <laughs> it's an hour and 48 minutes long. It's rated PG. It's limited theater release today, streaming today as well. And Rotten Tomatoes gives it a 90% Whoa. score. Yeah. How cool is that? That's great. Uh, the other movie, or another movie opening, is Causeway, and it's a drama starring Jennifer Lawrence, Brian Tr- Tyree Henry, and Linda Edmond. Uh, Causeway is an intimate portrait of a soldier struggling to adjust to her life after returning home to New Orleans. Hour and 32 minutes long. Rated R. It's in theaters and streaming today. Rotten Tomatoes, 85%. So that's Not bad. A solid score. Yeah. And then finally... Uh, the movie The Estate opens. It's a comedy with Tony Collette, Anna Ferris, and David Duchovny. Uh, two sisters attempt to win over their terminally ill, difficult-to-please aunt in hopes of becoming the beneficiaries of her wealthy estate, only to find the rest of their greedy family members have the same idea. Hour and 31 minutes long. Uh, rated R, limited theater release, and no score available as of now. All right, so we have clips to play. We're going to do that. We'll start with Weird, the Al Yankovic story. Of course, it explores every facet of Yankovic's life, from his meteoric rise to fame, to his torrid celebrity love affairs and famously (laughs) depraved lifestyle. In this clip, director Eric Appel explains how he came to make the movie. I made a fake movie trailer for Funny or Die about 12 years ago that was a, a, a trailer for a really serious Weird Al Yankovic biopic. Al started showing it at his concerts during like a wardrobe change. So for about a decade, he would have people coming up to him after the show saying like, is this movie real? Like, how can I see this movie? Uh, Weird, the Al Yankovic story is out today and you can get that on the Roku channel streaming. All right, next clip. In Enola Holmes 2. Enola Holmes takes on her first case as a detective, but she'll need some help from friends. And brother Sherlock here, star Henry Cable, discusses his relationship with co-star Millie Bobby Brown. The relationship on camera very much mirrors what's off. Uh, We do have a very uh, older brother, younger sister type relationship. It's a lot of teasing on set, a lot of making fun. Uh, I do not hold back. Oh, yeah. Uh, (laughs) <laughs> Noah Holmes 2 is out today on Netflix. I, uh, <clears throat> maybe I need to visit this. Uh, the first, the first season, one? Yeah, it was received pretty well. It's a movie. Oh, I thought it was a, no, uh, I thought a it was show. a little limited series. Ooh, okay. Yeah, I thought so too, but, uh, uh, Caroline schooled me on that. Okay. It's, it's a movie and, uh, yeah, I, I know. Uh, most yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> roast. Uh, Caroline and Rochelle liked it, so I, oh, cool. I think. I, and I love Millie Bobby Brown; she's great. So, and I love the whole Sherlock Holmes thing. It's crazy when you see her when she first appeared as eleven, and now she is. I know, like she, she's a beautiful yeah. woman. Yeah, it's what crazy. What the hell? I know. Who to who? All right, um, we that's the entertainment report. We are going to take a break. Please tolerate my voice. We were at the game last night. It's the voice of competition. Oh, man, and it was. Yeah. Um, but uh, we got some stuff going on. Uh, Adam Convert is going to be joining us. Uh, and we got to rest up our voices because uh, Monday's camp out for yes. longer. It's yes. starts, man. So just keep in mind that is coming up. We're going to take a break, and we'll be back in a moment. Make sure you stay with us. 
Hey gang, it's me, Dracky Bam Bam, the world's tallest elf. I'm asking that you join me as MMR rocks the 41st annual Delaware Valley Abate for the Kids Motorcycle Toy Run. It's happening this Sunday. We're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Kavanaugh's River Deck starting at 9 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored. I will lead the parade of thousands and thousands of bikers on a 10-mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. I thank you so much as we crush it for the kids. And all the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. Uh, so we'll, we'll spend a little bit of time uh, recapping our evening last night. A few of us uh, went to the game. Casey was there. Uh, Nick, Marissa, I was there. Uh, oh, and uh, by the way, Nick, uh, Kathy's husband was sitting right next <laughs> yeah, to us, apparently. by the way. Oh. Nick didn't know that the whole night. <laughs> I was I got in there right... Man, I, Nick is really standoffish. I feel like, right yeah. now, I feel like a jerk because uh, I didn't say hi to Dennis. But, um, yeah, we got in, like, right after the national anthem. I wanted to get to the seats. I went the wrong direction in the aisle, and then I had to get back to the seats, so I completely ignored your husband, uh. Kathy. I'm sorry, and your son. Well, you got you got the end seats, so yes. that was good. It and, was nice. and Dennis was all the way in the middle of the row, so I could see why he didn't see him at it, all. It was yeah. really fun yeah. being there last night. I, I'm so disappointed with how it ended, especially with those close plays in the 8th and the ninth. but it, it was a great time. Dude, just walking into the environment uh, from, uh, we got dropped off. My friend uh, Jim and I did, so we, we'd walked uh, all along uh, Patterson uh, and came around it and we passed by, you know, everybody's mood was just fired up. We, we saw the tent where the Camp Out for Hunger is being yeah. set up uh, and all that. And in fact, I got this email this morning uh, this is from Justin Rogers. He goes, hey, Preston, huge fan. Uh, I saw you recording our band tonight at the Phillies game. Uh, we were playing outside of the third base gate at the Liberty Bell. Notice your phone as you walk by us. Uh, he says, we are not snack time. We are Wofat Brass Band. <laughs> Wofat. Argu- arguably the best in the city. Uh, and uh, he said, uh, please give us a listen on Facebook, YouTube, etc. So, yeah, they were they were a brass group out there with... Uh, trombones and trumpets cool. and, and everything, and they were just uh, everybody. They were, I, I walked by several people uh, that were playing different instruments, and just you know, it was it was a carnival atmosphere. That's uh, awesome going into that. Uh, so uh, once we got inside, then you know, then you really get jammed in with people. But um, it, uh, it it was really electric and felt awesome. But uh, obviously, uh, the game was. Uh, it was close. I yeah. mean, it was just, they, they were just, uh, and when you have close games, there are several disappointing moments that sure. happen throughout. There, there were a lot, you, of, lot of stranded runners, uh, and that was disappointing to see. You recorded on your phone a complete dichotomy. You have the joy of thinking uh, there's a home run yeah. to realizing it was caught. Yeah, in the ninth, yeah. we're, we're, this, it's oh. coming down to the wire, and uh, uh, Real Muto had hit what we thought from, so we were in right field. Um, and, uh, it, as the, you know, the, the curve in, in the, uh, in the outfield continues, yeah. it goes in a little bit. So we can't see, you know, center field very well. Right. And we saw the trajectory of a ball that looked like it was going out. Mm. The crowd reacted around us. So we reacted and we're thinking, that's it. It's a home yeah, run. Yeah. It, it, it wasn't, it was a hell of a catch. Uh, all I had the to way break, to the wall. I had to break the news to Kathy's husband. I was oh. sitting next to him because, uh, uh, I saw Real Muto stop running between uh, first and second base, <laughs> and his I saw his hands go on on, oh. on his helmet, and 
you know, and then Dennis is like, I can't believe that just happened. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, oh, it, it, oh, it, it didn't. I go, it didn't yeah, just happen. happen. Casey, oh. I was watching, um, I, I was celebrating because I thought they had tied the game. And then I saw the Astros dugout celebrating because of the catch. And I just, my heart broke. I, yeah. I, you know, I thought it was a tie game at that point. And it wasn't. Dennis, don't bother Nick. He needs this time. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be crying down here. Uh, Nick wanted me to point this out, that there was, there was, a, there was a pretty flaccid moment <laughs> that happened where a guy ran out onto the field. Yeah. Okay. But he just kind of... They just kind of wandered out onto the field. Yeah. Normally, you see somebody who's going for that attention. They are sprinting. There's a mission. They're yeah. flashing yeah. something. They're taking their clothes off. They're waving their hat around or whatever. This dude just kind of wandered out into center field and was kind of, I, I guess, on his face was like, well, what do I do now? You know? Yeah. I don't know if his friends dared him or anything, but the crowd, they they went after him. You know, They, they booed him pretty hard. He did... As once security started running, because they they went full on sprint. Like even though the guy wasn't running, they sprinted right at him, and he took off and he ran to to left field and tried to oh, jump he up. He tried to there. climb back up into the stand. I mean, he ruined the flow of the game. The game there there was a flow at that point, and he absolutely ruined it. And the play the pitch right after ended with a with a batter getting hit by a pitch. And I swear to God. If that ended up in in some sort of a run, it disrupted scored, the mojo. Yeah, if yeah. it ended up with the run scored, like I would want to know who that guy is. We could tar him and feather him. You know? <laughs> so, what, what is the technically what what do you receive if you run out on the field? What, uh, is it a misdemeanor? Or is oh, it? No, it's at least one night in jail yeah. and um, a pretty hefty fine. <laughs> so, my guess is, Steve, he did not have a very good night last night. Right, he ended up. Uh, you know, they don't uh, they don't mess around when you do this. I wonder if it's uh, like what the official charge is, like disturbing the peace, right? Or, was, or uh, right? trespassing, or you know, I'm I'm not sure what they stick you with if you do that. But uh, I didn't realize that somebody hit him in the head with a beer. When he was trying to climb the fence. Oh, yeah. is there a video of that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I want to see this. Hold on. We're watching uh, a, a video on Instagram. He's cl- trying to climb up. Yes, yeah, so the <laughs> He wasn't getting head. support from the uh, no. spectators. Uh-uh. No when one he, wanted uh-uh. that. When he wandered out into center field, I thought that it was like a staff member at first because he just kind of right. stopped and he was right in the middle of center. And I was like, oh, this is just somebody from the ballpark making sure that they're doing And then I was like, oh my God, this is a moron. You know, and, and like if it's a regular season game and it's kind of slow, Right, I know that have it a, breaks up the game, but I don't. I don't hate it. Have a mission at least. Yeah. bring back cheers. Yeah. <laughs> right, you get a little Something. bit worried. Yeah, you get a little bit worried too. That like, uh, all right, what's this guy gonna do? Well, you know yes, I mean? like, yeah. well, that's the, I mean, that like, is the main worry. Mm-hmm. You have somebody who should not be out on the field. What's that about? You know, the especially in a high profile, well attended event like this, security is on yeah. absolute high. Yeah, absolutely. So, uh, yeah, and no, I haven't heard any word as to who that guy was or what's going to happen. Did you say Will Smith was there last night? No, no, he no. was he was in Philadelphia, but he was not at, uh, at the game. All right, he went to his yeah. uh, his old high school, and uh, Kathy pointed right. out he's on the. Uh, fix my uh, reputation. My, my, my reputation yeah. tour right now because he hasn't he hasn't been to his old high school and God knows how long. Improve right. my image tour. Uh, Listen, it, and I, I totally support that because you guys know my next career. What, I'm, that's what I'm going to do. So, yes. So I think that was that's good right. that he you came back. Yeah. <laughs> Romano Incorporated. Right. I do love how baseball players, all of them. Uh, are so fan friendly because uh, you know in between innings or like foul balls and stuff like that, right. they, they throw the ball. You know, and that means my daughter got a uh, she got a uh, a ball. Uh, we we got into the stadium early, 
and we did batting practice, and she got a ball at batting uh, practice. That's awesome. And it's, yeah. and it's great. And so for, for a child, even for a grown adult, yeah. when somebody gets a ball thrown <laughs> to them, it yeah. means a lot. Yes. It means yeah. a lot. And, and I think that they know that. And, and uh, uh, Nick Castellanos was doing it uh, in between yep. yeah. our, uh, you know, every inning. But he, you would see him, Steve. He scanned the crowd. He's, uh, you know, just trying yeah, to find that attention. one person who's going to, like, you know, really love this ball. And, and he'd aim for that that, that kid. It's it's just great, and That's it means great. everything. That's tremendous. Yeah, yeah. He he made it a point to to engage with the fans throughout the whole game. You know, calling you know two outs, and and everybody was uh, signaling to him. So it was really cool. Well, stop and think about this. We talked about what this means in general, and and, and as you've been saying, Nick, you're playing with house money. You know, at, at this point, and it's all it's nothing that had had been anticipated. But talk about flicking the switch on making the fan base love the players that much more, be that much more invested throughout the season next year. Yeah. Um, you, I think the benefits are going to be multiple. I, I promise I'm not being a Pollyanna about this. The series isn't over. Yes. We have, yes. We had Zach Wheeler going in game six. I know that he hasn't been the normal Zach Wheeler, but they there are two games left in this series. And it was a best of three starting last night. The Phillies lost the first one. It's not looking great, but that doesn't mean that the series is over. And if the, any team can bounce back... I truly believe in these guys. Nothing mm-hmm. over! Thank you. Uh, that's a good point, Rambo. Nothing <laughs> is over! It's a long road. You know? It's a long road. Everybody, everybody, it's a long road. <laughs> but you can do it. Because giving up, that ain't you! <laughs> oh, man. There's a lucky fan. Uh, it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was a good time. It was just an unfortunate ending uh, last night, but I'm, I've had I'm glad I made it. So many of those unfortunate endings. Uh, statistically, that's why I do my part and and never go <laughs> because I have never been in person. I have never seen a team that I'm supporting win. Wait, that's not you were at the weren't you at the Flyers game the last Giroux game this year? I, well, I left. Oh, jeez. <laughs> After was, the ceremony. That was a win. And if you remember, I, I knocked over a whole bowl of Aramark popcorn. Oh, I did remember. Oh, it was not my All right, But you were there that night. Yes. And they won that game. I, I guess conceivably, yes. I, I know that I'm I'm poisoned when it comes to that. <laughs> yeah. And it just, but I, I would love to see a win. And then to see a World Series win would be amazing. But. As you said, they're up one game, technically, yeah. right? Yeah, that's, that's it. it. Yeah. yeah, that's it. Yeah, if you look at it that way, uh, I'm trying to think of anything else from last night that I uh, well, they, uh, while you're share. while you're thinking, uh, I think it was three seasons ago the the Astros were up uh, three games to two, going back to Houston and lost oh. two games in a row. Okay, in Houston, I believe that the National Series. That was let, the National. Yeah, series. And, and so um, and the Phils played well. Uh, uh, they did. They yeah. played well. They played much better last night than they did. Uh, you know, when they got no hit two yeah. nights ago. So. um... I, you know, I, I, nothing I, over. I have high hopes. Nothing's over. Yeah. Uh, nothing's over? Yeah. <laughs> That's all I can do, uh, dude. Nothing's I, over? I can't. <laughs> um, <laughs> when he's in the booth, he's in the sports booth. Hey, everybody, really, nothing's over? Yeah. And when nothing's over, enjoy the great taste of Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> I will say getting out of the parking lot was oh just God. absolutely the worst. And How I, long? I, 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 I don't I, I, You know what? I try to remain as calm as possible. Right. I thought I got myself, and Nick had even commented on it because he saw my car car when he pulled into because i got there early uh i thought i was in a great, great spot, spot that i was just going to be able to slide right out of there no. i didn't i actually at two point two points drove up on a sidewalk <laughs> no kidding yeah yeah because every like i was trying you know my idea was that because i parked the to the very very left of this part of the lot where all i had to do was just 
I, I was right there to, to get right out, and I couldn't because all these cars were in front of me, and I would have to muscle my way in front of, like, a, a whole bunch of cars, and it wasn't my turn. So what I ended up doing, because there was nobody to my right, I backed up over the curb a little bit so I could turn and go to the right. Let me ask you, yeah. uh, without giving away perhaps cherished family secrets, yeah. is there... Is there a secret? Is there a way that you will not just end up regardless sitting in traffic? Leave before the game's over. Yeah, yeah. Right. Hey, leave That's before it. the game's over. But no, um, we, for Eagles games, when you have more, you know, people than, than Phillies yeah. games, we park at FDR. We park at the back of the uh, lot there. And it's a longer walk. Yeah. Yes. No, it's a long road. It's a long road. It's a long road. I can't believe how far away I parked. I won. What they want. Limo service. Yeah. Uh, but if you're willing to roll with the changes. Yeah. yeah. Sorry, Casey. There you go. Now, uh, you get right out of there. Okay. Uh, Casey, it took us about 45 minutes to an hour as well. We were on the other side of the Wells Fargo lot, and it just it took a really long time. Steve, I think game five, and, it, you know, the game ended at midnight. Yes. Night, so there's, you don't have a ton of options, but game, right. game five of the NLCS. Uh, my girlfriend and I went to Xfinity Live afterwards, and we waited there for only like forty five minutes. Or well, that's so. the perfect thing to do. And, and then, like, we we had one drink, hung yeah. out, it celebrated with the fans. And then, if you're just there to chill for a little bit, the parking lot clears out, and then you just it's just less stressful. That's what it's there for. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And yeah, what I have a shirty temple. <laughs> <laughs> what I think is, and, and uh, you know, I'm I'm not an engineer, but uh, I think out in front of the Wells Fargo lot, the lights aren't green long enough. Dude, the lights suck right there. Yeah. Uh, I know but exactly what you're talking let about. Let me ask you something. Do you believe that um, it would stand to reason that the lights get calibrated differently during yes. games? I, I, I don't know how they're calibrated, but but whatever the calibration is, it's wrong. Well, sometimes you'll see a cop at, at the box. Right, yes. At the yes. control box. Yeah, yeah. Uh, who is uh, who's working those things to make sure that you know because they can eyeball the the, the what needs to move. At I the mean, because like like on you know Eagle Sunday, or you you're, yeah. you, you go from nothing to thousands. To everyone, yeah. it's frustrating. That's the tough part. It's yeah, getting out of there. So, so well, you know, there's a, there's an article in the uh, uh, in the Enquirer about you know if you're not a sports fan or even have any interest in sports whatsoever, this is not your time because there's so much going on. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will be still. An, I mean, the Eagles did phenomenally well. You know, I mean, there's great stories to tell. The Union, yeah, and, yeah that's and, tomorrow. And, and as it's you pointed tomorrow. out, Nick, there this there's every possibility. Yeah, they take this, and it really. And Steve, you and I have talked about this a bunch, but like. The fact that this World Series is happening in 2022, where we're all able to be there, the post-pandemic, you know, to hanging out with fans. And, like, I got to go with my dad a couple of nights ago. I had to hang uh, with all you guys last night. You got to ignore Dennis? I got to ignore Dennis (laughs) at the end of the row. Didn't say hi to him once. He literally said to me this morning, "Was did Dennis go last night? Dennis and Jace there? I'm like, yeah. Uh I I would like to point out something that I was... uh, that I saw was kind of refreshing because there was a group of Astros fans that were, uh, I think they were like two rows off of uh, the outfield down in front of us. Um, and everybody got along great. Oh, yeah. cool. Uh, okay. That's I, probably I was, the story was, more often than there, not. I was watching. I'm like, please don't somebody do something uh, stupid. No, some fat dude started jawing with him a little bit. Really? Yeah, yeah. Bubba uh, noticed it. Regular, regular yeah. benign jawing or no, I hope your mother no, dies jawing? No, at one point it looked like the the one Astros fan grabbed the other Astros fan and, and moved him to his other side right. to keep him further away from fat Phillies fan. Um, you know, listen, I, 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 I am all for 
playful right. banter back right. and forth, like, you know, uh, trash talk and stuff like that. But there is a line. Yeah. And, like, don't even teeter on it. You know? I think, Especially I think when alcohol's involved. You can take it up to and vomit on someone. But after that. And after the vomit. <laughs> you know, stop it. Hand them a towel. Yeah, vomit and... on the guy's child. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. don't puke on the kid. Hand him, him a towel. Say just kidding. <laughs> that's where Philadelphia draws the line. Yeah. <laughs> hey, I did have a moment. I'm glad you mentioned that, Casey. It was, uh, it was late in the game, and I saw an opportunity to go and run to the restroom. And it was, uh, you know, at the end of an inning. So uh, the line uh, filled up very quickly. Yeah, yeah. And so I was near the door uh, to the restroom. I got to, you know, pretty quickly to the to the line and, and a big line formed behind me. And all of a sudden, a, a kid, you know, probably a, a 20, 19, 20 years old, something like that, comes up and tries to slip right next to me or in front of me. Mm-hmm. And there was a dude and there was easily 15, <laughs> 20 people behind. And this uh, this guy, fat Phillies fan, drunk guy, was not <laughs> happy. <laughs> And just leaned into him. He's like, get the F to the back of the line. I am not putting up with this S. He was dropping. I was like, I got your back, dude. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, That ain't cool. Did that person go to the back of the line? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude was going to strangle him, man. When you're in a piss line? Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, no. So, Preston, we parked in the um, uh, Wells Fargo Center lot, uh, walked past uh, where the tent is going to be for Camp Out for Hunger, and walked past um, Xfinity Live to get in. And uh, we walked in and about started walking in at about seven twenty five. The line to get into Xfinity Live wrapped around the Saw entire it. block. Okay, it, was it had crazy. been like that. It was there like at, when I got there at five. It was like that. No kidding. All right, so it was around the entire block. I saw two girls trying to slip a security guard two hundred dollars in cash <gasps> just to get into Xfinity Live. Oh my God. And he was like, no. to gain entrance. To, 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 to Holy hell! Yeah. When, when I got there, it was it was halfway down to Broad. I mean, oh it was God. it was that far down. Wow, and that's a long road. <laughs> <laughs> it's a long <laughs> uh, so the hey, two, sweetie, uh, two more in Shirley Temples. I'm gonna be here a while. What, what you talk about? Location, location, location. Yes, though, right? Yeah, and yeah. they just wanted Steve. Like they're not even in the stadium. I know. They just want to be in Xfinity Live to be with a bunch of fans. Yeah. And the security guard was like, uh, "No, I'm sorry, I can't do that." Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, well, yeah. It was. Uh, it was exciting. It was electric. It was all those things. But uh, a couple more games to go. Yeah. Most definitely. Um, if it's cool, I want to go ahead and take a break. We good with that? Or uh, that's a little early, but or, no, 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 or do you want me to do some junk drawer stuff? Or? Yeah. No, it's your birthday. No? Do whatever you want to do. It's my birthday. It's your birthday? <laughs> yeah. I didn't want to tell you guys. I have two birthdays. Yeah, today. it's like it's like National Donut Day. There's ten of them. Yeah. Um, I, I can mention a couple things. For you a sure? Yeah. Are you up to I, it? I have a feeling. Do you have to make? Well, I've been. No, I don't. <laughs> Are you okay, buddy? I don't have to make. <laughs> Uh, because I know we have uh, some guests coming up later on, but I, I also want to squeeze in the uh, the connoisseur today and all that stuff if we can. But um, <laughs> oh, sorry. Um, no, let's take a break. Let's take a break. Yeah. All right. Yeah, all we'll right. do junk tour. Uh, it's already for junk tour. Well, we'll do the beef file, and then maybe we'll do junk tour after that. Is okay. that cool with you? Yeah, that's why. Or, I have or, or the connoisseur, one of the okay. other. Okay. All right. Uh, so we'll take a break. We'll come back in a second. We're just trying to get it together, folks. Uh-huh. Uh, late night last night. Uh, but anyway, some bizarre file stories that we will return with in just a moment. Stay with us. Not only can you hear Preston and Steve, you can see him too. Check out the Weekly Rush on Xfinity On Demand. New episodes, you guessed it, weekly. 
Hey, Window Nation brings the best of the home show savings right into your home. You can get two free windows with every two you buy with no limit, plus pay no interest for 60 months. Go to windownation.com slash home show and use their free virtual visualizer to see how their window options will look on your home. But hurry, these once a year home show savings end soon. Get two windows free with every two you buy and pay no interest for five full years. Call today, 866-90NATION or go to windownation.com slash home show. Back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Uh, we have a new Daily Rush video, and it is our conversation with uh, Michael Imperioli, uh, who was on just a couple of days ago. And the Soprano star reminisces on acting with Hollywood's biggest tough guys, discovering meditation, and informs Steve that the finest eating establishments don't actually serve breadsticks. So uh, it was a great conversation. We did it via Zoom, so you see him in the video as well. Uh, and you can be the first to uh, see the new Daily Rush videos by subscribing to our YouTube channel, which is uh, sponsored by Xfinity's Gig Speed Internet. Uh, you can learn more at Xfinity.com. Uh, we're gearing up for Camp Out for Hunger, which starts on Monday morning at the uh, sports complex right outside of Xfinity Live. We saw the tent being constructed yeah. as we were at the game last it's, night. It's good to have the Big Ten back, right? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. And, and that thing, I'd forgotten how big that is until I saw it last night. Yeah. Uh, so we're getting fired up for that, and also our Wednesday night event, uh, food trucks and fire, uh, food trucks and fireworks, which should be uh, Wednesday. The the fireworks display starts at eight, but the uh, the lead in with the food and everything it starts at five. So yeah, you, in fact, possibly a good idea on Wednesday would be to skip lunch and yeah. save that for yeah. later because you will be eating your brains out. Marissa did tell me, and I'll go ahead and tip our hand at this that if for some reason, if if we do have a a Phillies World Series victory, yeah. um, that's we're gonna have to. We're gonna have to skip that event, right? Right. Unfortunately, right. because no, no, we had a, a built-in rain date, right? Oh, yeah. Thursday would be so it would move. It's gonna yeah. be Thursday. Oh, I thought you. Missed, yeah. uh, thank God. Yep. Good. Okay. Yep. So, oh, no, all right. Yes. There you go. So, if that ends up happening, yeah, we will. We will move that to Thursday. That's great. That's good news. So, uh, it's on uh, like Donkey Kong, as yeah, yeah. Used to say. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, so, uh, we, we have uh, we have like. 19 food trucks are going to be there. Celebration fireworks doing the fireworks display. You'll be there. Uh, I will finally, finally. be there. Yeah. Hopefully. And the weather. I know, right? I can still get sick between yeah. now and then. I'm like taking vitamin C like crazy. I need to do oh that too. God. I need to pump up, hit, hit myself with some uh, good cocktails. My daughter's in a play. It's, it opens tonight. It's uh, Peter and the Star Catchers at Mary Mercy. And uh, yeah, yeah. And so she's playing Smee, which is uh, Captain Hook's uh, right hand man. Okay. And uh, it's, it's it's essentially the Captain Hook origin story, and she started getting like a tickle oh, no. in her throat oh, no, last, no, no, like no, no, a couple no. of hours. Like, oh my god! This, Listen, everybody's nice. Last night at the game, while we were leaving, of course, it's the sea of humanity. I mean, like Steve, like you know, yes, blood, shoulder, in, shoulder, yeah, yeah, shoulder to shoulder. And I'm like, you, any one of you bastards is sick. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> I'm going to come back here and kill you. But, uh, I, and I didn't think to, like, bring a mask just in case or something I'm taking like all that, the precautions. I spent, like, two hours pleasuring myself last oh my night. God, two hours? I wow. wanted it to. Uh, like, over and over? Yeah. Yes, hey, it does, Kathy. Are you a doctor? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the hell do you know? <laughs> all right. So, anyhow. Uh, I wonder if that does help your immunity. It really does. It cleared my sinuses out. If it helps your immunity system, immune system, yeah, maybe, <laughs> maybe. I think I there's know. something here. I mean, Marissa. Uh, oh no, does it? Finish what you guys are saying. Oh, Marissa, has something to say about pleasuring yourself. <laughs> oh my god. 
By the way, uh, I know I know we already recapped the game, but I spent the evening uh, next to Marissa's dad last night and just had a blast. He's with great. Him. Yeah, yeah. He Do you remember awesome. when we went to the uh, Masonic? Uh, uh, yeah, th- yeah, the uh, temple. Yeah. And, I, and I, he comes up to me and I'm like, who is this pleasant? Oh, it's Marissa's dad. Yeah. Well, at one point, and I had my uh, I wasn't driving last night, so I was partaking quite a bit yeah. in the beers. And I reached over to Marissa's dad, and I grabbed him by both shoulders. I'm going to go. Come on, big guy! And I just started shaking him. Oh, I was the only last time I was this drunk. I was Superman. Oh, of course God. you were. All right. Now, what were you going to say? Um, so we were talking about Camp Out for Hunger and food yes. trucks and fireworks. There is a full list of all of the food trucks. Plus, um, there's mentions of like uh, Skelly's is going to be there doing yep. the rides, mm-hmm. and Five Below is participating for the first time. If you go to wmr.com/campout, I'm actually updating the calendar of events that are going on and how to donate online. There's so much on the website. Um, if you have any questions, lots of information. And by there. the way, uh, yes, we're going to be doing tons of stupid stuff like as we always do, and we'll have the full bands there and everything. Yeah. Speaking of that, uh, I requested this because even though they played there last year, we will get a live version of this on the Friday at yeah. Camp Out for a Friday, and they'll play that song live for us. So I had like a weird, like pulling all connections together uh, over this past weekend. What's the lead singer's name? Is it uh, Morgan oh, or Brooke? Uh, Morgan? Yeah, Morgan. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I had a baby shower for my best friend. Uh, she has this beautiful barn. She lives in Upper Black Eddy, which is like really far away. And uh, her mother-in-law wanted to do something special for her at the shower, and they wanted to have a chef come out and um, do like made-to-order omelets. We had a brunch. Nice. And so I reached out to our friend Kelly Kaplan, who comes on the show to promote her charity sometimes, because mm-hmm. she used to own a restaurant up there. And I said, "Do you by chance know a chef that would be interested in doing this?" It was Morgan's dad. Oh, oh no! Way. Yeah. Oh, that's great. Yeah, that's so our six degrees of frog. Right? Yeah. It was yeah. like, and I was like, oh my God, we love your daughter. We love the band. <laughs> Excellent. All right, so they'll be back and they'll play a couple songs for us. We have uh, all our live bands throughout the course of the week. It's going to be a great time. All right, we have Bizarre File Stories. Now, Bizarre. WMMR presents Bizarre. Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Have we lost our no, stories? Okay. All right, there's still my briefcase. Hang oh. on. <laughs> it was a long night. Bear with us today. I'm looking all over the place. I'm like, where the hell's my black paper clip? That's the one. Okay, here we go. Uh, it's brought to you this morning by uh, Primo Hoagies. Watching the game with some friends this week. Score big and serve in style with Primo Hoagies. You can order online at primohoagies.com. Not just a hoagie, it's a Primo. All right, we'll start with this. Authorities in Texas worked with first responders to rescue a deer hunter who was stuck upside down 18 feet up in his tree stand. He said, they saved my life. He wanted to remain anonymous in the story, by the way. <laughs> hey, big man. <laughs> the deer You're down, so stupid. They're down there taunting him. 
Uh, you know what? I'm going to drive over to your house and make love to your wife. Uh, Deputy Corey LeBlanc said the hunter called 911 saying that he needed help getting down after falling out of his deer climb oh, and became stuck. Uh, he said he was trying to uh, reach his hunting partner but couldn't. Uh, he was able to call 911. We made contact with him. His friend helped us reach uh, the uh, exact location. Uh, he was high off the ground with his right foot wedged in the framework <laughs> oh, of his climbing stand. Uh, he said, uh, the officer said, we maneuvered the brush truck beneath him, the fire department. Uh, got in the back of the truck to support his weight. He had another climbing stand attached. I climbed that one and freed his foot. They supported him and lowered him to the brush truck. And we met the ambulance in a, at a county road, but uh, he didn't need treatment. It's a good thing that his foot was wedged in between the framework uh, of the climbing stand. Stopped him from falling, right? Uh, he said, yeah, it's my first time dealing with this type of thing, but it happens. It's not uncommon. He said, my advice to hunters is that this is a prime example of the need to use a safety harness. Said he's lucky that his phone didn't hit the ground. He had been hanging long enough that his fluids and blood were rushing to his head. He'd been hanging for about an hour and a half. Well, you remember you had a story about somebody who was hanging upside down who died yeah, just it, from hanging upside down. It can eventually kill yeah. you. Yeah, so uh, they got him out of there, and he's uh, doing better now. <laughs> uh, an investigation is underway after a road train carrying tons of blasting material caught on fire and exploded Whoa. in the remote Western Australian uh, gold fields. Uh, a trailer load of ammonium nitrate emulsion, uh, which is a material used in mine site blasting. And uh, making a Vegemite. Uh, was scuttled by its driver after one of the Jeez. wheels caught on fire about 1,000 kilometers east of Perth. The driver was able to decouple his truck and drive a safe distance before the flaming semi-trailer exploded. So he just left it yeah, there. Yeah, forget got, it. He just got the hell out you of there. You don't screw around with that. Uh, the explosion uh, occurred around I quit. Uh, noon, uh, blasting a hole into the road about a, one and a half meters deep uh, and sending a cloud of hazardous smoke into the air. Easy, um, city. I quit. Uh, <laughs> burning debris from the explosion was also sent flying into nearby bushlands, causing several small spot fires. Wow. A contractor at the nearby Greer Gold Mining Operation, uh, who did not want to be named, said that the blast was strong enough to be felt by workers at the mine. He said they ran out to see what went wrong and saw a huge white smoke ammonium cloud up in the air. Uh, so the nitrate was on its way to the mine. Uh, the incident was the latest in a spate of resource-related accidents to be investigated by authorities. After two people had died in the state's mines within 72 hours of each other. Oh, we're looking at the blast site. You can see. Yeah, it's a big one. A big one, yeah. Uh, A Chicago man has been arrested after allegedly handing weed gummies out to kids because he ran out of candy. Oh, my God. Well, he didn't want to not give them anything. Right, yeah. 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 Uh, Jared. Some uh, of my thyroid pills are in there, too. (laughs) I ran out of candy, and and they kind of look like Tic Tacs. Uh, Jared Phelan distributed bags of the bears to the kids in South Chicago Heights. He said, I checked my four-year-old daughter's bag, and yes, I found three packets of gummies that smelled like marijuana. And here's some Beano. According to a... (laughs) Yeah, helps you with the farting. The kids want some ginkgo? Uh, so uh, an anonymous dad had said that, and uh, uh, Phelan has been uh, charged with child endangerment. So far, the police are not aware of any children having, having eaten the gummies, but they are asking parents to contact them regarding suspicious packages. Gummies can be very powerful, right? Uh, speaking of this, speaking of that very thing, uh, oh, no, it's a different story. Okay, this I had, just in. Uh, well, I had a story of, of they actually found... Um, 
someone had handed out candy with pieces of razor blades. No, really? Bringing that... Following through on the urban legend? The urban legend uh, to the truth. It was in... uh, Where there? Yeah, here we go. I'll I'll just follow it over this. Multiple razor blades have been found hidden in children's Halloween candy, and authorities have narrowed down their hunt for a suspect to a small neighborhood where the families may have been trick-or-treating for the holiday. Police in Eugene, Oregon, so that's where this happened, uh, received a report of a small... Sorry, when we both have the same Ready, Casey? Three, two, one. That got Kathy. It was good, right? It was like a millisecond off. It was Three, two, one. Okay, try it again. Three, two, one. The thing that sucks is... This button, it, it triggers on, on the, like, not when you touch it, but when you release the right. button. Yeah. Right. So it's right. the opposite of the so, instrument. So right. you need to go a little quicker. Okay. Do it again? Yeah. 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 Right. Yes. Three, two, one. Yeah. There That's you pretty go. Good. Pretty good. It's called That's the chorus good. effect. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So there's a story here? Yeah, there is. Razor blade. <laughs> Small razor blade was found hidden in their children's Halloween candy earlier this week. The razor appears to be something similar to a pencil sharpener blade. Eugene. Not going to do it. The initial reporting party lives in the friendly neighborhood of Eugene. Oh, not so friendly. And <laughs> discovered the small razor blade after checking their child's candy prior to allowing them to consume it. Do you remember when it was all, well, it seemed to be quite common that um, uh, hospitals were offering free the, x-ray uh, uh, yeah. the candy? Yeah. yeah. Um, so anyhow, this is legit. They're trying to track down who did that. All right, I got time for one more. <laughs> one more story that is not anywhere. In the state of Oregon. Uh, a woman in North Carolina was cited on Monday because she was accused of shooting at Mountain Dew bottles because she didn't approve of her father drinking them. Oh. So she was shooting at the bottle. Well, what do the bottles do to her? Exactly. Shoot at the father. Shoot the dad. No. Oh, no. No. Disregard that. Throw Smash the bottles, bottles over the dad's yeah. head. Uh, police said officers responded to reports of multiple gunshots in a residential neighborhood of Gastonia on Monday. Gastonia. To find a 64-year-old woman with a revolver in her backyard, uh, the woman was reportedly shooting at four Diet Mountain Dew bottles. Well, at least the dad was trying to be health conscious. Police said the woman told officers she didn't approve of her father's affinity for the soft drink. Uh, police said in a news release, we totally understand that not everybody's a fan of the dew, but we can't stress enough how dangerous this is. Shoot the dew. Uh, there are much safer alternatives to disposing of beverages that you don't like instead of using the full bottles as target practice in your backyard, in your neighborhood, surrounded by other homes and people. Authorities said the woman was issued a criminal citation for discar- discharging a firearm within city limits. You know, like when you were growing up, there are places, my, my, my brother-in-law lives up in uh, Wyndham, upstate New York. You can go out in his backyard and shotgun. There are some places yeah. that, that, yes, you, yeah. can, you can fire off rounds and not have to worry about it. <laughs> Casey, can you do that Eugene live? You can still do that or um, you think no? Probably. 
Eugene. It's a more mature. Yeah. It's a more mature Eugene. Oh, hang on a second. Uh, that was rap boy, have, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, I might have something for you. Hang on. All right. Eugene. <laughs> <laughs> the table's right this way. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, I think we should oh, take a break. Good yeah. to see you, Rat Boy. And Homer <laughs> <laughs> Eugene. This is Tasha and Natalie. You know Eugene. He's the Rat Boy. <laughs> Wait, but Rat Boy, Eugene was Rat Boy's friend, right? I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Actually, what my impression is of. Uh, it's an impression of an impression. Yeah. I don't think I've ever actually seen Rat Boy. I have. Okay. Yeah. Right. It was directed by Sandra Locke, who was, you know, Clint Eastwood's oh, yeah. main squeeze. squeeze for oh, time. I know her. Yeah. God. Okay. I just pulled up the trailer for Rat Boy. It's horrible. It's awful. I, it's a see, guy who looks like a rat. You yeah. tell me you didn't see this in the I, theater. No, no, no. <laughs> okay, all right. So in the early run of, uh, you know, the home box office, yeah. uh, this was a movie that ended up constantly being played. Poor rat boy. Rat yeah. Boy. God, uh, who was Eugene rat. in the movie? Is there a Eugene? Uh, that We're is a good question. Out. Hold on a second. Nick is looking. Uh, I don't see anybody <laughs> named Eugene <laughs> in the cast. Uh, okay. I'm going to have to find out why that was associated with rat boy. Uh, I thought his name was in, Eugene. In my, in my world, be. I need to find out. Rat Boy might be Eugene. Yeah, okay. I thought that was his proper name. We have a listener. Uh, I think his name's Mike, and he lives in Eugene, Oregon. <laughs> yeah. And, and uh, so he, he'll, like, uh, message me on Instagram from time to time. And the way that he always writes it, he's like, it's Mike from Eugene. <laughs> Eugene. It's <laughs> just terrific. All right. Uh, all right. Are we doing a show tonight? Glad we got to the bottom of that. Uh, we're going to take a break. Oh, I know right. we're doing that. We'll come back in just a moment. Don't forget that uh, Adam Comber is going to be, Conover is going to be here this morning. Uh, he's doing a Helium Comedy Club. You know him from Adam Ruins, Ruins Everything. So he'll stop by today. And we have a few other things to get into. We'll take a break and we'll be right back. Stay with us. Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers fueled by Pepsi or Make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Event Quip, Phil Abundance, United Rentals, Equipment, Trucking and Warehousing, Republic Services, and UPS Rental, powered by SurePower. 93.3 WMMR, putting Philly first. I think since it is Friday, um, we should dive into the world of the connoisseur and find some things about food for you. Each time with the connoisseur, the throaty voice edition. Yeah, uh, it was a little rough last night. Uh, a little late night, a little screaming and yelling. Yes. But I still uh, I still got some good eats. Oh, uh, Casey, can you hand me the uh, the bell? It's right oh, over there on the yeah, other side buddy. of the instant I replay. You, I need to get our first story in. So, here we go. Um, National Donut Day. Uh, the November 5th version All happens right. tomorrow. <laughs> Another one. This is a, you, We know that uh, the, that Squeeze has the most birthdays of any band, uh, but 
National Donut Day seems to be the one that ends up ha- with the most, quote-unquote, national days. See, here's the deal, though. It was June 3rd was National Donut Day, D-O-N-U-T. Tomorrow is National Donut Day, D-O-U-G-H-N-U-T. <laughs> so uh, is there a technical difference other than the spelling? I don't think so. Yeah. I don't, I, you know, because like Duncan, when 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 they were Duncan, now they're just called Duncan. Yeah. Uh, when Duncan Donuts, it was spelled D-O-N-U-T. Yeah, yeah. Right? But I had always thought the proper spelling was D-O-U-G-H. As in dough. Yeah. A deer. I think it's one of those words. female deer. One of those words that has literally evolved and now the D-O-N-U-T is a proper spelling like ketchup. Yes. It used to be catsup. Yes. And then everybody, the pronunciation was ketchup, so they literally changed the spelling of it and the acceptable spelling in the dictionary now is ketchup with a K. How do you, is it K-E-T-C-H-U-P? Yeah. But technically it's C-A-T-S-U-P. The first spelling was E-U-G-E-N-E. Right. I didn't say that. That's about Eugene. That's bizarre. Eugene. Donuts. I have a love-hate relationship with donuts because, uh, yes, because uh, I love them. And when they are available, I find it very difficult to uh, not avail myself of mm-hmm. them. And they are kryptonite-like for me. Mm-hmm. Not as much as chocolate chip cookies, right. but give me the right donut. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, so apparently, donut, D-O-N-U-T, is rarely used outside of the United States. So it's just huh. us. In fact, they'll kill okay. you. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> what um, did you say? So, and by the way, I want to remind you, Kathy, did you ever make... The homemade donuts. You remember you texted me about that? I did. I bought everything and uh, everything in the two ingredients. Uh, And And it was too much. No, Preston, now now it's actually the donut on our car. (laughs) But I never made them. So uh, it's it's easy. You you, you get canned biscuits. You cut a hole in the middle, and then you fry them in oil. And and then you can sprinkle sugar on them. You could do that simply... Falling in your kitchen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have a question though about the oil because it shoots up. Ten forty like, weight burns your hands and stuff. Oh my god! Right? I'm yeah. like, there's. Is there a way around that? Oh, <laughs> I just paid for this French manicure. Um, <laughs> no, haven't you ever like cooked bacon or anything like that? Uh, you get. Well, yeah, you yeah. get oil. Stars. You get you get grease, you get oil, it pops oh, so up. I'm so I'm not doing it wrong. Yeah, it pops. That's part of the deal. <laughs> yeah. You get those little those, those almost badges of honor. Yeah, yeah. No, that's uh, that's just part of it. Oh, if you're right. cooking okay, with oil, to... you're yeah, usually then I'm gonna... out. Okay, it. forget it. <laughs> now you're cooking with oil. Too dangerous. Yeah, that is dangerous. Donuts um, are dangerous. <laughs> so uh, partake upon National D O N U T Day. What's your favorite donut? I'm sorry, D O U G H N U T. I like the first one I'll go to if I if there's like a uh, if there's like a variety a donut buffet yeah if if somebody went to Dunkin and they got like you know like the dozen yeah. of, of different types the one that I will go to first without question if it is in there is a cruller okay I, very light and airy yeah so surprisingly high in calories very light. much so That's right because it's all the, butter the flavor is yeah. very very concentrated. And if it is, if if I have an option, I know Nick, you're going to cringe, but if there is a coconut donut, I will go for that next specifically toasted coconut. Toasted yes. Coconut. Yes. And then, <laughs> and then, I just like plain old glazed donuts. Yeah, chocolate. That's my glazed favorite. Yes. Don't, chocolate glazed donuts. I'm sorry, I didn't mean to disperse. <laughs> I mean, I didn't mean to disparage the the plain old. Yeah. Don't I'm say sorry. don't say plain old. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What's wrong with you? The yeah. rudimentary, the basic, the base knuckle dragging donut. Steve, yeah. um, when you say chocolate glazed, do you mean the chocolate icing? Choc- 
Well, the yes, for the thank you for the, for, the, for the delineation here. The, the, uh, the, the chocolate donut with the glaze. Yes. Yeah, so the actual yeah, good. chocolate it's donut. It's a chocolate, donut chocolate, chocolate cake itself. donut, and it is, is glaze. I, yeah. will, I will ask you this, yeah. then. Uh, if you get a regular glazed donut with the chocolate icing... Are you going? Eh, it's nah, okay. Really? It's all right. oh, uh, no. the, to me, the chocolate cake. And then I'll tell you what is a strong follow-up to that would be the blueberry oh, donut glazed. Oh. Uh, so, so the actual, the, the cake part of it that is, is, yes, is the blueberry. I'm cake-centric. Yeah, the, pump, the, the pumpkin glaze is just like that as well, and that's pretty good. You know, I have not tried that, though I do tell you, with all honesty, they're a pumpkin lattes are... To die for. By the way, uh, sprinkles on donuts, you can shove those up your ass. Right up your, I, right you know. up your butthole. <laughs> My kids love those. And by the way, are they the same as Jimmy's, but we just call them sprinkles because they're yeah. on donuts? They're, they're yeah. exactly that. Jimmy's you wouldn't, is you a wouldn't Philly call, thing. You wouldn't call Jimmy's. Yeah, I got like my donut with Jimmy's, would you? You know what they call them in the Midwest? Would. would you? Okay. Eugene's. Eugene's. <laughs> no, yeah, Jimmy's is a Philly term. Right, no, I know but, that. Yeah, but yeah. I, don't, yeah. I think you're right. I don't think people say, I'll take the donut with Jimmy's. Usually it doesn't say uh, on, on the little menu. Out. It'll it'll say like you know like strawberry frosted or chocolate frosted. It won't say well. Well, they all, yeah. There's two separate. No, you're kinds. right. You're right. All right. All right. We could talk about this all day, but we got other things to go to. Order up other fish to fry. Yeah. Moving on. We're like the Captain America of donuts. <laughs> uh, let's see. Uh, a new recipe that extends fresh pasta's shelf life by thirty days. Has been developed by Italian scientists. That that pasta you're eating, yeah. it's eight months old. <laughs> um, no, no. The, so the, what do you the, mean after cooking it? No, no. The fresh pasta. Oh, all right. So if you've ever had I that, have. and some you can buy those in Delicious. stores sometimes, but they'll they'll stay more shelf stable. Uh, so they created new packaging by uh, adding asbestos. And no, they yeah, added, they're making it not as fresh. They <laughs> added bioprotective probiotic cultures to the pasta. Sounds dough. delicious. <clears throat> that makes you like it at the probiotic uh, last longer. So uh, until now, refrigerated fresh pasta had had a shelf life of between thirty and ninety days. The new recipe. Uh, described in the uh, journal Frontiers in Microbiology promises extra shelf life without artificial additives and synthetic ingredients. Do you know, and if you've ever had, and we, I think we all have had, fresh pasta, uh, there is a, yeah. m- a massive yeah. difference. Do you know what I happen to really be enjoying these days? The cauliflower pasta. Have you, uh, yeah. Have you, yeah, yeah. Do you like ca- that? They have cauliflower and yonkey, and it's so yeah. good. Yonkey? Yeah. <laughs> what? Like a donkey? <laughs> That's how you say it. Gnocchi. Uh, Gnocchi. You gnocchi. added an extra N in there. Gnocchi. Oh, wait a minute. No, no, no. no. Gen- Genichetti. Genichetti. Yeah. Well, That's what clear. Dennis calls it, right? I'd like to have a, a broccoli donkey, please. <laughs> um, Preston, when you make, uh, like, spaghetti or linguine or whatever, uh, more often than not, whenever we, anybody makes it at home, you, you put in too much, right? There's usually too yeah. much pasta. Yeah. How long will you keep that uh, as a leftover in the fridge? That's a good question. Oh, uh, me, leftover, like, leftover pasta's killer. Yeah, yeah, you guys know me. Like, I'll keep stuff for far too long. Yeah. But with pasta, it's, it's too like... too dried out. I do, too. It's usually, like, yeah. a day, maybe two max. You just add water to it. Yeah, but, like, for whatever water? it is, case, like, I don't... Water. Um, when it's <laughs> done, for me, it's done. No. Here, here's here's something you might want to try, is before you put it in your container... Yeah. ...is uh, add a few drops of olive oil in there and mm. mix it up. I like this. And then and then a seal it. And that'll... Uh, that should keep it a little <laughs> more right. fresh. You know, I saw one of the dumbest life hacks. Uh, you, you know, he's like, oh, oh these, 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 these hacks are going to change your life, right? Yeah. They're, they're, don't call it a hack. Yeah. Unless it is actually a hack. It was so dumb. It was, okay, so when you open your, your spaghetti box yes. and, you, and you put some spaghetti right. in, in, and you cook it, okay? 
what you do with the the leftover. Yeah, stop betraying all the secrets. Hang on, no, no. What you do with the leftover spaghetti that's left in the box? Put that in a Pringles can. You know, an empty. Pr- oh, how oh. about you just keep it in the spaghetti box? Right. You don't Damn need man. a Pringles can. Here's what I do. So I take the little spaghetti. Do you do this? And do like rapid fire chews along the. Uh, no, Mike. Everybody else. When I was a kid, like I did that. that. Yeah, yeah, I gave yeah, that dun, up. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> I gave that up. Uh, so anyhow, yeah, the uh, pasta can spoil easily. Fresh pasta can, particularly in products made for people who prefer natural or clean label food without artificial or synthetic ingredients that extend shelf life to end uh, shelf lives. To combat that, the researchers uh, had uh, created a clean label pasta that is far less likely to go off in order to control microbial growth. The team changed the ratio of MAP gases and the combination of plastic films oh used my God. to store the goods. A multi-strain probiotic mixture was also added to prevent the growth of bacteria. You know what they're adding to it? Ajax. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's pretty well. Hey, question for all you guys. You can only have one pasta for the rest of your life. What kind of pasta is going to be? Uh, is Am I on death row or is it just the only one I can eat for the rest of my life? You're going to live for another 50 years. You can <laughs> only right. have one. I am a pasta. fan of angel hair pasta. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Okay. Um, I'd probably go with linguine. Linguine, okay. I, li- I like the pasta just a little bit thick- thicker. Eager. 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 Shut up. You like you pasta. Eager. 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 I know, I know it does it to you. I know how you feel about it, Casey, but is lasagna on the menu? It's lasagna lasagna pasta? Yes, it is, right? It's on the menu. Lasagna is certainly on. Nick, that is so. uh, Well, and I'll say this too for ziti and and lasagna, I do like it a little overbaked. Have you come around on ziti? Oh, you're, God, you're yeah. right with the I, I, was, okay, I right. was scarred by my second grade cafeteria right. traumatizing situation. I threw up. I had, let's put it this way I had elementary school ziti. So I'm sure it wasn't prepared <laughs> by you know, an but Italian nowadays, chef. Yeah. And so I threw up and I was laughed at and mocked. Uh, and so that, that's, yeah. yeah. And so yeah. it scarred me, but I, I do love ziti. All right. Yeah. All right. All right. So you're going lasagna? I think, well, yeah, my mom makes a really good lasagna, and if at death row or rest of life, yeah. either option, I think I'm going mom's lasagna. I, uh, yeah, I, uh, my one of my favorite dishes is spaghetti bolognese. Yeah, with, oh, that's good. Angel, yeah. And uh, with a little bit of donkey. What about you, <laughs> what about you cat donkey? Um, you know what? I don't know. I, you're I'm not like a you're huge, Italian. Yeah, I know, but we're not like. Uh, I thought she was Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> we're not huge pasta eaters. Okay, okay. I'm okay. going tortellini to answer my own question. Very nice, tortellini. The problem with pasta, I believe, is that that um, uh, you you uh, your eyes are always bigger than your stomach, and, oh, and you, you right, you'll always end yeah. up. You go to like a Fellini cafe, man. Yeah, there, there's no. You're you are definitely going home with. Uh, right. Leftovers. And when you get bottomless pasta, forget, well, why? Who, yeah. who, you don't you're, need that. You're filled within the first two. When I ordered, not knowing that Maggiano's was family style. Right, yeah. Uh, <laughs> like Buca de Beppo. It's the yeah. same thing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. 
Well, those, still, those still aren't around, are yeah, they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But tonight, you come good night, we have extra fresh donkey. It's thicker. It's thicker than the regular donkey. Oh, don't you hate the anemic donkeys? Yeah. With the little like... bony and they can't even go, yeah. They just go, eh. That's like Olive Garden, right? I think so. Yeah. By the way, not to smear Olive Garden, I think Olive Garden has one of my favorite lasagna dishes. Yeah, so there you go, everyone. Yeah, okay. The more the merrier. <laughs> All right. Next order. We're going to talk about cheese for a moment here. Oh, cheese. Uh, yeah. When you gather 4,434 cheeses from 42 countries in one room to find out which is the best, there's inevitably a sense of excitement in the air. And a very, very powerful smell. This is Jeez. great. <laughs> so this was at the um, the United Kingdom on Wednesday. It was at a uh, convention center. They had essentially the uh, the World Cheese Awards. Okay. Uh, 250. Was the Pope ex- was expected to show up, did he? Uh, no, but there were 250 international judges. They sniffed. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. Uh, they sniffed, prodded, and chomped their way along tables. Uh, that were filled with cheese to decide which would take the crown. Cheese would represent a 180 in my life. I was never a massive fan, and now uh, cheese flights and cheese pairings and yeah. all that, love it. I've uh, I've always been a, a, a big fan of cheese. It started with, um, like, the uh, the Hickory Farms things, which I kind of now scoff at a little yeah, bit. Yeah, but yeah. when I was a kid, <laughs> I, I would get those mean. for Christmas, and I'm like, this is the greatest. If you love cheese, are you afraid to meet it and because it might be a dick? Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. should never be meet your hero cheeses. <laughs> so this year's winner is a Gruyere from Switzerland. Ah, it was eventually chosen a by Richard Gruyere. A panel of top judges after the field had been whittled down to uh, first to ninety eight super gold champions, and then to a final sixteen. Uh, judges described the Le Gruyere AOP Sershois uh, uh, entered, entered by Swiss cheese maker. Uh, Vordelflutgen. <laughs> All right. And a finure uh, gourmino. You like the cheese? Uh, they... You can say all those words, but you can't say thicker. <laughs> it's, it's one word that I messed up this morning. One. You pronounced flawless. Yeah. I've, I've spoken yeah. thousands more words yeah. than you have this morning so far. All right, anyhow. Jumping all over you. Anyway, uh, so they describe it as uh, really refined, handcrafted cheese that melts on the tongue and has notes of herbs, fruits, and leather. Uh, I'm on board. I love sucking on leather. Boy. <laughs> my, my, uh, really my, my ball like... gag is made. Yeah. <laughs> oh, this tastes like a shoe. This is fantastic. Mm, a little bit. I taste a little donkey in there. Uh, they say they said that it was a cheese with a lot of taste and bouquet. What is your favorite cheese? I'm wow. going to I asked it for the donuts, we asked it for the pasta. By God, I'm going to ask it for the cheese. That is a very good question. I, I know mine. Manchego. Yeah. Manchego cheese. I love okay. Manchego. I think yeah. mine's it vacillates, you know, it depends on mood or whatever, but I Steve, I bought this uh, uh horseradish cheddar. That is great. All right. I'll bring you some. No, I I'm I'm definitely Do you like horseradish? A little bit. Okay. Yes. It depends on how it's employed. Yeah, all right. There's not yeah. too much here. It's just like so of it. My my go to cheese anytime <clears throat> if I'm gonna create like a cheese platter or something like that, uh, is one that's called Prima Donna and it is a um uh it is a gouda. Um, it's a gouda cheese. <laughs> it's a gouda cheese. Uh, but it's a it's a it's a type of gouda cheese and that one you can't go wrong with. It's fantastic. But I really like 
a really good blue cheese. Uh-huh. Um, I love it. And you should always have, I've, I've heard, like, you should have a, a cheddar, <clears throat> excuse me, a cheddar, a gouda, and then um, a blue, and then some t- other type of soft cheese, like a brie or something like that, if you want to do yeah. a nice uh, spread. Uh, but I, and I love brie cheeses too, yeah, man. They're fantastic. I love. A, I mean, I I do everything you've mentioned. I love. I do love. It's probably considered very pedestrian cheese. Yeah, Monterey Jack. Yeah. Well, I like Pepper Jack. Pepper uh, Jack as yeah, well. I Pepper do. Jack. <laughs> a really good strong cheddar is is a great yes, yes. A great cheese. Yeah. You know who makes really go good. Cheddar is is Cabot. Yeah, yeah. Cab, Cabot's yeah. line is really good. They really do. Um, we were we've been getting this cheese, uh, and it's usually on sale around this time of year. It's uh, it's a reserve cheese from I believe Wisconsin called Rush Creek Reserve. Yeah, I remember but, that. Yeah, 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 it was good. It was, you have to heat it up. Yep. Yeah. What's yeah. the kind of cheese they use um, that, for that that bread that goes uh, that comes around? We were just talking yeah, about the, it. With, yeah. Oh, the raclette. Is that what it oh, is? Oh, yeah. yeah. That's the name cheese. of the cheese? Yeah. I believe so, Case. Yeah, that's it's a Swiss cheese as well, uh, or a Swiss recipe. And um, Oh, is that it up on the screen there? Yeah, you know oh, what? My I God, hate, no, that. no, that's the Rush Creek Reserve. This is one Casey was oh, That's what I was talking about. I hate Swiss cheese. Oh, my God. Can't stand. Oh, my God. I know. Yeah. I, I, wish I love I liked Swiss it, cheese. But... My okay. girlfriend doesn't like it either, and I love it, so I bring it home, and I eat all of it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, yeah, like when, when um, uh, what's uh, the melting pot, like the, those style restaurants where yeah. they, they heat it up, I, I dig it. I'm in. Okay. By the way, did you guys hear about the explosion of the cheese factory? Oh, no. <laughs> or pieces of debris everywhere. <laughs> Mom, That's man. a good one. Yes. Thank you, Texter. That's a good one. Thank you, Texter, for that. Pieces of debris. Apparently, um, there's different cheeses to use for that. The raclette. Okay. You, you can use different ones, so it's oh. not like one specific one. At okay. least that's what I'm finding. All right. So is a raclette a style of cooking it? Or it's yeah. like a cheese dish. Oh. Okay. Uh, coming in second place in this uh, World Cheese uh, Awards was the a Gorgonzola Dolce D.O.P., a soft blue buttery cheese made by Demaggi from Italy. So do you know in the hotel right next to this, there was the mouse convention? Oh, my God. <laughs> in a bizarre yeah, twist. Yeah. <laughs> they, and they, they booked them. <laughs> those, those I had no though. idea. They're very smart. They a home run. Yeah, yeah the whole weekend will be here. <laughs> I never put cheese in a mouse shop. I always put peanut butter in there. I guess maybe I should do the cheese thing. So we have tried. We and I only use humane traps when we had them here. the The thing that got the most traction was fruit. Okay. Oh, yeah. really? Yeah. I can see yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Do you guys remember we had the uh, we had that gal? She was a cheesemonger from yes. Bruno's. Top yeah. level. Yeah. Top level. Was she an intern? Uh, no, no. no. Oh. We just we were, came in. She was the head monger. We were oh. talking about cheese, and, and she brought in some select cheeses for us to check out. Oh, and stuff God, there, that right? was awesome. I do like those. Somebody got me that as a gift one time at DeBruno Brothers yeah. uh, uh, Cheese Selection. It was fantastic. They have a new one in uh, in Wayne or Stratford right on Route 30 at uh, DeBruno Brothers. It's right near the farmer's market. It's really great press, and it's one of those places where you can go in. And they got a lot of samples. Oh, yeah. You can just hang up on the samples. <laughs> yeah. Where, where DeBella oh, yeah. lives. It's DeBella's. DeBruno's. DeBruno's. Right. On, uh, it's on uh, DeBella 30. I go to the one in uh, suburban, suburban Square. DeBruno's. Square. DeBruno's. Sometimes that's like past my taste buds. Like it, it gets like a little too funky. Some of the cheeses, I think I'm not like used to them. You probably right. wouldn't like on the on the more on the blue cheese style. No, I don't. Uh, yeah. I, yeah. I, that that, that could be a little sh- bit more dicey. Yeah, a little too strong. funky though, Kath? 
Oh, it's cheese ketchup. Hey, it's Kevin, and I'm here to say I'm not going to eat your cheese today. <laughs> yes, the disco lights. We have disco lights and funky music in the hey, studio. Hey, Kathy, and I'm here to say don't want no blue cheese any day. Sleep more often. I know. It's so fun. I know. I know. I right, thought that game got pushed, though, if we were doing this oh, on a I, Thursday. Oh, yeah. I, I'm happy that it worked out that way. All right. Order up. Oh, wait. Hang on. I was on the funky bed. So oh, I, sorry. Here, I need to get back my... Up. There we go. Order up. All right. Uh, let's see. So, um... A pair of TikTok chefs, uh, Nick DiGiovanni, Dio, uh, DiGiovanni, and Lynn Davis broke two Guinness World Records by assembling a seven-foot, one-inch sushi roll. Uh, they teamed up in Boston to assemble the roll right. with 2,000 pounds of rice, 500 pounds of salmon, 500 pounds oh, of cucumbers, yeah. Thousands of nori sheets and millions of sesame seeds. So was this a contiguous? I haven't seen it. Um, because I always think that's a breach of yeah. When they put the like claim. five hundred sandwiches next to each other and say that's the biggest Italian hoagie. No, I no. mean it's it's slices of uh, whatever the the fish is. I mean it it looks like a sushi roll. I, this it's stuff... in one roll. Oh yeah. Okay, I see it. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. This stuff always. <laughs> <laughs> this stuff always grosses me out for some reason. Like just the large amount, like all in one. When they did like that giant pretzel, they did yeah. a giant hoagie. Do you like, know what's amazing? I th- did you guys see the largest lasagna? It was actually done in a, it uh, looked like a hockey rink. I was going to say, is it a pool? Yeah, or? it was crazy, but it was a fully realized lasagna. You know what freaks me out is, my, so my son loves sushi, right? And we'll just get it at the supermarket. We'll go, right. you know, because I think supermarket sushi's fine. But like, That's beautiful. It is. Uh, but he eats it with his hands on the ride home. I'm like, dude, like you're supposed to eat it with a chopstick and you, you got to have soy sauce. Um, yeah. Actually, hold on. I saw a report not that long ago that uh, the Japanese themselves uh, say that it is just fine to eat it with your hands. Yeah? Yeah, that is not necessarily a um, uh, a chopstick uh, item that you it, it, exclusive to that, that it's okay to pick it up with your hands and use it that way. I, I saw that somewhere. I what was the revelation was. we recently you imparted to us that if you eat your food with your hands, you're more likely to eat at a graduated pace. Yeah, something and, along those and lines. You, and you, so uh, maybe that's part of the deal. You'll appreciate the food more. This is from uh, Japanese sushi etiquette tips, and it says here most Japanese people eat sushi with their hands, uh, especially with uh, nigiri nigiri sushi, uh, which is uh, the single pieces of sushi. So it's just on uh, the fish on top of the rice. Uh, and that is apparently totally acceptable. Huh? So for this world record, Kathy, you'll be really disgusted because okay, they yeah. start uh, tamping down the rice in the sushi roll, the giant roll, with, with the- their feet. Wow. Like, uh, I mean, they put making yeah, wine. So they put booties on and everything, but they climb into the, this huge thing and then they are essentially um, crushing the rice. My name is Kathy and I'm here to say <laughs> don't want no booty sushi today. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out to Eugene. 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 Eugene.
If Adam Conover is listening to our show right now, <laughs> he's he's turn around. around. <laughs> <laughs> I think he left. <laughs> Uh, All right, well, anyhow, uh, during this process, by the way, to to create this uh, world's largest sushi roll, yes, uh, they broke the record for the fastest time to fillet a 10-pound fish Wow! at 1 minute and .29 seconds. Some of those, um, there is a, a, an artistry to that. I love watching the preparation. Yeah. And uh, what is the great documentary? Um, about uh, sushi? Yes, about the sushi chef, though. Oh, legendary sushi chef. Okay. Um, I gotta, I forget. Anyway, I I think it might be was it Moto, was it? Monster Trucks. No, uh, <laughs> sushi or not sushi. sushi? Yeah. Is it called uh, Jiro Dreams yeah. of Sushi? Yes. All right. All right, and um, uh, yeah, all right. It's on uh, Netflix. Okay. Did they uh, did they eat this giant sushi, or did they just waste all that food? No, nope, they did not. They uh, donated it all to a Boston homeless shelter. Oh, good. So they stepped all over it and then gave it to the homeless. <laughs> Thank you. Says the woman who dressed as homeless people. They, they wrapped their <laughs> Halloween in like cheesecloth. So gross. The, gross. Their feet were here. Homeless. Close to it. I am. Uh, <laughs> Doctor Mike swears he will get me uh, into. Uh, sushi, and okay. uh, I'm still yeah. waiting. Kathy, <laughs> do you care or even think about the wine that you drink might be stomped on? Stomped on? No, they okay. crush the grapes in the machine. Are you the sure? Mach- no. <laughs> <laughs> That's what you tell the yourself. Machine. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's like we used to fi- employ the five-second rule. There was, there was no dirt on the floor. <laughs> Alright, uh, I have another interesting story. I thought this was kind of cool. While studying library science at the University of Maryland, a woman named Rosie Grant uh, was tasked with creating a social media account to learn how the networks work and choosing TikTok. Grant wondered what themes to focus her posts around, and a professor suggested that she pull inspiration from the local congressional cemetery where she was interning at the time as an archivist and the creation of Ghostly Archive, a school project that would grow to become much more, was created. And the caption of her first TikTok video read, I'm going to start making recipes from gravestones. And it garnered 1.3 million views. And apparently... It is not that uncommon to make food out of gravestones. No, no, no. For for people, <laughs> for people to post recipes no on their gravestone oh. of a of one of their f- great family recipes, and they wow. put the ingredients. I in. didn't even think about that. No, yeah, uh, because <laughs> that's something I think a little. If you could impart, for example, if you were known for your famous yeah, chocolate chip whatever. cookie, your, your lasagna, it's, and you yeah. can you could immortalize it. For all the people who get their recipes by wandering around cemeteries, it'd be perfect. Uh, Steve, my mom has a recipe, um, a book, and and uh, it's got like food stains on it. It was it was her grandmother's, her Italian right, grandmother's, right. and and she inherited it. That's got to be it's something. Like, it's got you know. The, <laughs> Chicken scratch on there, right. stuff that was written down in like the twenties and thirties or whatever. But it's a prized family heirloom and some damn fine recipes yeah. on top of it. It's no. really nice. Uh, Press. I saw this thing on Instagram. Uh, it was a post about this. Uh, apparently, this person's nephew's uh, pre-K class had a they they made a cookbook. I guess they sold it as a uh, uh, a fundraiser, but it was a cookbook made by the students. And it's hilarious. Oh, is that what you sent me? That's what I sent you. So, for instance, Sebastian's pancakes. Okay, so serving three, prep time ten minutes. Ingredients: salt, 
and that's it. Where to buy it? Walmart. Instructions. You get a thingy from the house, and you put it in the hot thingy. You turn the hot thingy on, and it burns, so you can. You have to be careful. You make, like, something, and you put it in, and it cooks, and then you... And so this is all of the... That's the recipe. Uh, uh, yeah, the, like Joe's Tacos, Ethan's Eggs, Ariana's Macaroni, and it's it's so funny. It was what, such a good idea. Right. One of the best. We love her to death, but Lauren Harris... Oh, my God. Oh basically my God. mixing cooking with alchemy... Thinking that what was what was the the she thought if you put cucumbers in the oven they would turn into zucchini. <laughs> <laughs> she didn't know how to add water to rice. Yeah, to rice you have to boil it. Right. Um, you oh. know, at, at bridal showers uh, they'll often do like a recipe card in the invitation, and so the people that come, you know, give a re- one of their famous recipes or right, you know their right. favorite recipes for the bride, so she you know has some some things to cook. So uh, they did that for one of my friends for her shower, and I just I wrote it all out. It was like detailed written on how to open a bottle of wine and pour it into the glass. <laughs> That's what you know how to do. That's how you cook. Uh, so she had, yeah, she took on this uh, uh, this kind of project to find various uh, recipes on gravestones and then go and cook them, and she's turned that into her TikTok thing, and it's taken off. I love the idea of the, the, the recipe that's handed down, like, Nick, with your situation through it's generations. Nice, yeah. It's really cool. It's a, it's a cool family heirloom. So there's a woman. She said the recipe, there was a recipe found on a Brooklyn-based uh, Greenwood Cemetery gravestone of a woman by the name of Naomi Odessa. Uh, she passed away in 2008 at the years, uh, the age of 79. Uh, and it was a recipe for spritz cookies. Uh, the recipe, she said, only listed seven ingredients. Get cookies and then you <laughs> spit on them. No, no, spritz. <laughs> oh. Spritz cookies, not spitz cookies. Uh, so anyhow. I the way those taste. And <laughs> yeah, soaked in my spit. Uh, so they, she only listed seven ingredients without instructions, temperature, and cooking time included. So she said she had to kind of figure it out. She said, I didn't know what a spritz cookie was at first. Uh, so I cooked it kind of like a sugar cookie, uh, but uh, she has uh, figured it out now. She said people were recommending different ways to make the cookies, so I read through all the comments to understand how to make the cookies correctly and made it again and again. Uh, so uh, uh, this is actually, I think, fascinating. Also, yeah. for other uses of your tombstone, I mean, I, I, I'm going to be cremated, so I don't know what you do with that uh, right. on the side of the urn, but... Um, well, can you get cremated? Well, I'm going to be dead before you, so it doesn't even matter. Never mind. No, you won't be. What? Let's die together. Oh, dude, I'm totally the first one out out of this whole show. I don't think I'm so. I'm totally the no. first one that checks well, out. Well, maybe you need to start eating some spritz cookies. Yeah, you're probably right. Just good for you. Them. Are you going to put a recipe on your gravestone? No, but I want to think of something that I can... That would be... Beer credits. Beer. <laughs> Explain beer credits. Beer lies, beer credits. <laughs> Here's my... Uh, my plant brewery, a, a new currency. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. My contribution. Uh, to if the your world. goal is utopia, think beer credits. <laughs> so you want to think of your epitaph right now? No, no. I want my gravestone. If to the actually... animals can find the strength, why can't we? That's no, I want one. it to be something that you could actually use it for. Okay. Yeah. okay. You know what I'm saying? Like an anvil, but not an anvil. How about you? Do you install a ceiling fan on your porch? <clears throat> I don't know, Kath. An anvil. <laughs> Just thinking out loud. You want, yeah. it to be, you, want, you want the actual stone to be functional. Yes. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. All right. Oh, you know what? Oh. what? Um, it could be a seat. That's what I'll do. I'll People do that. Yeah. Okay, you, we that. talked about uh, yeah. what I think what, is a lovely gesture is, yeah. is, is um, 
uh, uh, honoring someone with the memorial bench. You know what's weird, though, is so, like, sometimes I'll go see my dad at the uh, cemetery. Not Well, not him, because he's underground. But, right. Uh, <laughs> his gravestone. His, but, like, I stare at his gravestone, and I'm like, he's not there. Yeah. I'm literally standing on where he is. I should uh, just look down to the ground. Well, mm. when you, you bring a shovel? <laughs> No. Okay. So my my mother, I talk, my mother is has been cremated, so she's in. Yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. does she have no gravestone? No, she does not. Okay. So she, when when my father passes, she and my father, I uh, I've been charged with taking their ashes to a specific spot. There you go. And um oh. and spreading them. Yeah, spreading them. Sure. But what I will do occasionally is I will outline the silhouette of my mother and pour the ashes into it so I can talk to <laughs> dude. <laughs> I guess she's been gone long enough he can do this. Yeah. <laughs> also, it's Steve, so yeah. totally allowed. Steve, you know what I really liked um, in uh, the TV show Hacks when her, uh, spoiler alert, her father passes away? Yes. He never great. traveled anywhere. Right, right, yeah. And, so she go, and she's driving uh, across the country, and so she spreads his ashes from state to state in places he never made. All the places he's been. I thought yeah. that's, a, that's a wonderful gesture. It was sweet. Casey, apropos for you would be a memorial toilet. Ooh, you know, I like it. That like you, functional. Casey yeah. sends me pictures of his turd so often; it's ridiculous. <laughs> well, honestly, oh, he, he got he got one. that underwriting grant from the Chubb. <laughs> I never I never did tell this one. Casey sent only me the one. really good one. It was, in, it was when the World Series was just starting. And tell Casey, me, this doesn't look like Babe Ruth, dude? No, listen to this. He took it. He took a dump, and it vaguely shaped the number five. And he goes the fills in five. And he <laughs> said, hang on. There has there has to be throughout history. S- somebody who was uh, maybe a, a, a soothsayer or something, a poop reader, who read, you know, <laughs> yeah. in the broad human experience, sure. there right. had yeah. to be somebody who did that. All right, yeah. so two things. Is that why you brought up the number five yesterday? Yeah. All right, and the second <laughs> thing. So it's actually your fault they lost. Well, but no. they lost by a score of three to three two. Three to two, which three plus is two five. 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 I know. Yeah, okay. so it's In Casey's game fault. five. I know. So tomorrow night in game six. <laughs> and Michael is. Jackson's original group. The, the Jackson, Jackson five. five. So, yeah. Okay. No, I'm just hitting the bell for the hell of it. Right. I, I think we need to wrap this up. Yeah, oh, yeah we do. Right. So, this woman is making a career out of uh, the recipes she's found on Grace. I Stones. find that fascinating. I thought that was yeah. kind of interesting. All right. Uh, there you go. Yeah, Connoisseur. That's it. We're closing up shop, gang. <laughs> My I, name is Kathy, and I'm here to say, I ain't going to eat blue cheese today. <laughs> I do want to mention one more food-related thing. Our buddy uh, Robert Irvine, celebrity chef, yes. is going to be at uh, Fine Wine and Good Spirits in Lansdale on, uh, actually, today. Uh, he will be there today for, at 4 p.m. He's doing a signing of uh, his bubbles for Irvine Spirits. And uh, Robert's going to be joining us at Camp Out for Hunger next week. And he's, go go say hi to him. He's such yeah. a fan-friendly guy. Yep, and proceeds uh, from the sale of Irvine's vodka and Irvine's chin will benefit the Robert Irvine Foundation. That uh, gives back to service members, veterans, and first responders. So he's going to be in Lansdale at the Fine Wine and Good Spirits location today at 4 o'clock if you want to come by and say hello. All right, we are going to take a break in our Acme Lounge. I believe I saw Mr. Uh, Adam Conover. who's still here. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, amazingly, he sat through that segment and you, is going to be on. You will explain that you've had very little sleep. Very that's, little that's sleep. That's why the show sounds the way it does to uh, But he will be in here uh, to chat. Uh, going to be at Helium Comedy Club, and we'll get uh, him and some other stuff when we come back. Stay with us. 
Preston and Steve's 25th Annual Camp Out for Hunger, supporting Phil Abundance at Xfinity Live inside the Wells Fargo Center Complex. Starting Monday, November 7th, they'll be live from inside the Bimbo Bakery's USA broadcast tent. Hey gang, your support has always been amazing, and we're hoping you can help out again. Plus, we've missed your faces. Come enjoy some Dunkin' Coffee, have fun, and say hi. Donate non-perishable food items at our drive through drop-off with volunteers fueled by Pepsi. Or make a donation at WMMR.com and at the register of your local Acme Market. Preston and Steve's Camp Out for Hunger. Made possible by Coors Light and Ariglio Beverage. The Keystone Mountain Lakes Regional Council of Carpenters Local 158. Local 8 Stagehands. United Rentals Reliable On-Site Solutions. TRG Mid-Atlantic and the General Building Contractors Association. 93.3 WMMR. Putting Philly first. Excited to welcome our next guest to the studio. Been a fan of his for a long time, and you may have seen him on stage or screen. He is going to be at Helium Comedy Club tonight and tomorrow, and uh, he was the host of Adam Ruins Everything. Ladies and gentlemen, Adam Conover is here. Hey, thank you so much for having me. Good to see you. Thrilled to be here. That was my first time ever hearing a traffic report line. (laughs) That was really cool, honestly. I grew up, we were just talking about, I grew up on Long Island, and my dad, every 10 minutes driving into the city, quiet, quiet, I gotta hear the the traffic on the (laughs) 8th. And so seeing it done live, that brought me home. And Adam, the the funny part of Long Island is it's just, it's a a peninsula, basically, and you're either on one of the main straight thoroughfares, and it's always the same in the morning, but yeah, I absolutely remember that. You'd have to listen for the traffic is I you know I was trying to remember all the time we've been doing this here uh, is this your first time playing helium this, this is my first time doing the helium in Philly yeah, yeah I yeah, just yeah. did the helium in Portland okay uh, yeah. all right yeah yeah no, it's a great great club the incredible yeah. club it's some of the best clubs in the country by you, far um so uh you're you're here and I, I have to say for all that we know about you and uh, Adam ruins everything I was not aware how involved you were with stand-up and yeah. how, how much that has in fact stand-up was sort of a decision you were you're on a uh, on a, on a uh, philosophical track. You're going to st- right. <laughs> oh, you did your research. <laughs> I did Fantastic. Re- yeah, 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 yeah. I was doing. Uh, uh, I studied philosophy in college, and I wanted to go to grad school. And then, you know, I didn't. Thank God. Imagine <laughs> if I, that, I I would have gotten out in like 2009 with a uh, you know a master's or a PhD in philosophy it would have been terrible for me. Right. Um, and instead, yeah, I started comedy. Started to click. I started doing that instead, and I sort of realized, oh, I could I can talk about ideas and and you know think uh, deep thoughts. But do it on stage rather than like in a journal that nobody will read. <laughs> well, I think philosophy probably is a, is a useful tool for the way you approach things and for your weighing out of uh, your 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 fact finding. Your yeah. uh, you know, I, I assume that helps a great deal, right? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it it's uh, look, uh, it's a cliche that people say comedians are like modern philosophers. I think a lot of comedians who say that are are uh, full of crap. But yeah. uh, you know, yeah, you can you can talk about ideas and you can like think things through. My my current show that I'm doing, the hour that I'm doing at Helium, is about um, you know, I was diagnosed with attention deficit disorder as a kid, and like, uh, what do I, you know, how do I control my attention? What I think about and listen to, you know, sure, and, yeah. and that's what the show's about. By the way, real quick, I'm sorry to interrupt, but uh, to to piggyback on that, I, I believe it was History of the World uh, Part One where Mel Brooks did play <laughs> a stand-up philosopher <laughs> yeah, in that right. movie. So. Exactly, that's right. Yeah. Exactly There's right. True to that. Yeah. yeah, the smartest guy I knew in college was a philosophy major, and he ended up uh, having a great career afterwards. He did like a become a philosopher after college but that was his major and the, my favorite class in college maybe my favorite class was logic which mm. is a philosophy based thing and it teaches you I wish I could take it again or maybe I could take it again but like it teaches you how to make logical
logical arguments and why some things are logical and illogical. Do you yeah. ever apply that to your profession? I mean, a, a huge amount of what I do is constructing an argument. You yeah. know, if yeah. if we all agree on this, especially on Adam Ruins Everything, you know, the way it would work is, okay, so haven't you ever wondered this? Okay, yeah. well, here's the truth about that. So wouldn't you agree that this, wouldn't you agree that X and doesn't Y follow and therefore we must agree Z, right? And uh, if you, you know, walk the audience through that, you can like change minds, right? If you like show people, here's the thought process and answer all their questions. Now you might ask Z, right? Or whatever. And then if you do that properly, you're actually able to convince people. You know, it's very cool Be- and uh, to your approach and you've done, um, at least I've seen one of them where you go back and say, got that wrong. Yep. Back- so yes. I, I yeah. think, I think, I think, uh, and I, uh, you know, it, maybe it's fallen out of fashion to admit you've made a mistake. I, I I have listened to other people and I've changed my opinion on things and learned things. Yeah, I think that's how you sort of evolve. Yeah, and it was a particularly funny episode that I saw, by the way, where you're, you're you. going through. Uh, it was probably in the college humor days where, where you did that. No, we did that on television, uh, on, on true TV, okay, yeah. on true TV. Okay, so uh, but uh, yeah, so um, that's. Are you stunned sometimes? Uh, you know, at the reaction of just saying, "Oh, I was wrong." <laughs> I mean, it's amazing how far it'll get you. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. It, look, my perspective is I'm a person. We had a we have a, a on the show whenever I'm doing work like this. I have a wonderful research staff. We have writers. We spend a lot of time on every single one of the arguments. But we're people, and yeah. so we get things wrong occasionally. One time we said that the Empire State Building was <laughs> ten times taller than it actually was. I, we added a zero on the end, and we put that on television. Yeah, yeah. And you know, and then there were some things where it's like, oh, actually, new evidence came to light after the episode came out. Uh, or there was a counter argument that we sure. didn't take into account. And if you just say, if you just are transparent about it and say, hey, here's what we got wrong and here's what we stand behind and yeah. here's how we would adjust our conclusions, people will trust you more. They'll say, Absolutely. Oh, 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 okay, this guy, I, he's... <laughs> I, I get him. He's a person. He's not. He's not pretending to know more than he does. It's, it's like I always tell people. My, my, I sort of say, don't, don't lie to me, and don't try to play me for a fool. That's yeah. it. I don't care. I don't care if it's if what you're telling me is in support of my, or it helps me to think about. <laughs> I just tell me, you know. What is the truth? Yeah, and it, it, it's so funny. Uh, you have your your family's very um, uh, scholastic. Your, your father's a biologist, mother botanist, sister science reporter, mm-hmm. um, and I think this is funny. You're um, a joke guy. On <laughs> <laughs> the black sheet, but but. but, but I, I mean, you've. I'm gonna guess you're the high earner of the family. <laughs> uh, that is that is true. I'm so that I'm lucky enough to be. <laughs> <laughs> they work so hard. Look, I'm very lucky as a comedian to be doing that. Things yeah. have gone slightly a different way. If one thing hadn't broken my way, right. if I hadn't gotten one job somewhere down the line, I'd be just you know doing. I'd be a road dog and you know barely able to pay for health insurance. Luckily, I was able to like get some TV work. No, and, no, yeah, and and that helped me out quite a bit but sure. yeah adam on the show was there ever a topic you wanted to dive into and as you started to research it just didn't quite fit or you couldn't find uh, a way to really approach it oh yeah totally okay. but those are uh, you know the the thing is i don't often have interesting stories about those because the topics ended up not being interesting, that interesting like that's yeah. what would kill okay. it we tried to yeah. do once um oh all the dinosaurs you learned as a kid were not real which is true <laughs> like usually the dinosaurs we learn about as kids were sort of the dinosaurs that as they understood them in like the 50s and 60s right and often the picture books don't, like, update. And then we looked into it and we're like, well, some of them had feathers. You know, some of them have different names. It's uh, it's interesting, but it's not that interesting. And so we spiked it. Um, so there was nuance. Yeah. But yeah. That, that, so, yeah. Now, I remember, the, I remember the big revelation that they were actually... Um, 
that they were more colorful than yeah. Yeah, yeah, than we had thought. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And there's stuff like, you know, T-Rex didn't like stand up straight. T-Rex like bent forwards. And uh, there's a lot of adjustments like that, but no big... Uh, thing. But there there are other stories that we, like, want to do, but we're not able to. Right. You, you had mentioned, you know, being able to, to, to get this break in television. Yeah. Uh, how hard was that to come across? I mean, because we hear story after story after story of, of uh, show pitch ideas that just... Uh, they they walk up to the line. It's a go, and then it's a no go. Yep. Um, yeah. I mean, a lot of it was. So I was working at College Humor at the time, which is a comedy website. Remember it? Yeah. It's an entire business that doesn't exist anymore. The the uh, websites that used to make original comedy. I you know I like made, the Nerdist. Yeah, the yeah. Nerdist. I made. Uh, I had a living wage. I had health insurance, and there just aren't websites that'll pay you to do that anymore. But they wanted to get into making uh making television shows, and so we had made the series Adam Ruins Everything. We pitched it to TV, and it was partially a stroke of luck. You know, True TV at the time had a new president. They were trying to compete with Comedy Central and uh, wanted to make a big splash. And they also had this idea of doing, like, educational comedy. And that's what we happened to be pitching. Mm -hmm. And they took a chance on me. I had never been on television. I wasn't a big star or anything like that. And, uh, you know, it was was a hit for them. And so they kept us going. We did the show for almost five years. Today, though, if I had tried to pitch the show under the same conditions, well, there's a lot less people who will buy it because all the companies have gobbled each other up. Yeah. Streamers, yeah. So you know, there used to be twenty different TV networks you could go pitch to. Now there's like four or five streamers, and they'd say, "Oh, well, you're not famous. Let's get you know Kevin Hart to do it or right. whatever." Right. Uh, yeah, it's the idea, not the uh, not yeah. The yeah. yeah. You would not have had a prayer. Yeah. And, and that's it's interesting. And, and if you think about the when you were starting with College Humor, the you know you talk about having you know like a medical plan or, or whatever, a couple of little extra perks. But now you can go on with just the thinnest, threadbare bit of talent <laughs> and me make a million bucks off of something. Uh, does it blow you away about, uh, you know, because you guys are pumping out content. Sure. You know, uh, but now it's become inverted it, it, tremendously, it seems. How so? How, how do you mean? I, I'm thinking like you get up and you, you mouth the lines of a song in a seven-second video. <laughs> and oh, on TikTok. On TikTok. Well, here's the thing I'll say is I now, you know, I, we had a new Netflix show come out in May called The G Word, which I hope right. people go check out. That was six episodes. It took us three years to make it because of COVID. And it's out now. And since then, I've been working on trying to get a new TV project going. In the meantime, I've been doing TikTok and YouTube and stuff like that. And the crazy thing is you can get a ton of views on TikTok. TikTok, but what you don't realize is almost nobody gets paid. If you get a million views on TikTok, and that takes some work, they pay you $40. Um, Almost nothing. Now, if you get a big sponsorship deal, sure, but, you know, uh, people like the D'Amelios or whatever, these big stars, there's a couple of those, but those are like the outliers. The average person on these sites is, like, making very little money. What's uh, the G word about? The G word is all about the government. It's a lot like Adam Ruins Everything. It's a, uh, you know, educational comedy series. Um, um, but it's about the government and how it works. And I also go out in the field. So we went and visited uh, a Cargill beef processing plant to see how the USDA inspects all of our <laughs> meat. Yeah, yeah. We went. It was we were one of the first camera crews to get inside one of those plants in in like thirty years. And we went up with the uh, hurricane hunters to uh, fly through a hurricane Whoa. to see how they track hurricanes. That's wow. been a bucket list thing. Um, <laughs> do you want to do that? I, I, yeah. I, <laughs> yeah. I, I don't know. I, normally, I, I don't. I'm not suicidal, 
But that, to me, seems so fascinating. It was incredible. Yeah. It was really nauseating. So is the G word uh, similar in that uh, you guys will use um, uh, uh, scenarios or, or uh, yeah. teaching aids and things like that? Yeah, it's I love that type visual of visual sketch comedy. Yeah, I love that you. stuff. It's yeah. it's got to be hard to be original. Uh, keep coming up with something fresh. Yeah, I, I mean it, it is. You uh, what I always look for in our writers' room is. Uh, what are the ideas, if they blow our minds in the writer's room, then it's probably going to blow the mind of the audience. That's a good so, litmus test. Yeah. What we kind of try to do is, yeah. you know, we, and in a way, ultimately, and I think even the, the great stand-ups, you know, you what makes you laugh? What what do you, yeah. you and, and hopefully that translates, but you learn also to recognize the signs of, or oh, maybe this is making just me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it has to make both laugh. Yeah, like if yeah. you're, when you're on stage, the most the, the thing that is I always try to do when I'm doing stand up is to try to remember why I found it funny in the first right. place. And if I'm able to laugh at it in that moment again, then it'll work for the yeah, audience yeah. too. But it, they have to be laughing as well. It looks like you shot some of uh, the G word in Philly. We were watching the trailer. Yes. Yeah, oh my gosh. Yeah. So what was that episode? So the entire final episode of the show was called Change. We spent five episodes exploring the federal government, and you know I came. Away going, oh my God, this thing is so massive. There's so many problems with it that people have been demanding change on for so many years. How do we actually like move this giant boulder? And uh, one of the things was we uh, profiled these folks, reclaim Philadelphia here in Philly, who are like actually changing local government. And we talked about how important local government is for oh any God. issue that you care about, yeah. you know, uh, and any issue that affects your life. Even uh, I like your your Senate race here is getting a lot of attention, yeah, yeah. right? Obviously, but like, oh, you know, what I'd say to people: What about your mayor's race? What about your city council? Race because what about your state reps, yeah. school boards? Because those affect your life way, way more. Mm. And also, you there's more of you can you can feel perhaps dwarfed by the leviathan that is the the, the federal side of it. But but locally, you can actually you can go. Go down to the meetings and go, yeah. down, and, and you can be a little bit more invested. This is what I started doing in Los Angeles, where I live. I started going to meetings. I started like if you just show up to meetings, right? At least in California, there's a law. They have to let you comment and they have to let you go to the meeting. And if you That's go, a good law. Yeah. yeah. And if you go to enough of those meetings, you start to get a sense of what's going on. And if you join a group in your area that's like trying to work on it, like I, I, I do a lot of volunteering around homelessness because as I'm sure everyone's heard, we've got a lot of homelessness in L.A. And if you start going to meetings of a group around that, they'll say, hey, why don't you show up? You know, next week we're doing some canvassing or we're doing right. a, a fundraiser or whatever. Would you help out with that? And sooner, sooner, sooner than you realize, you're making a difference in ways that you didn't expect if that's you just great. start showing up locally. I don't know if you've ever tackled the, uh, the subject of... Uh, uh, political campaigns mm. because we've only got four days left of this hell <laughs> of political spots yeah. and so on. Oh my god. It's awful. Look, it's bad in California too. Every single I watch Jeopardy every single Oh my god. Yeah. You yeah. just brought up Adam. We were just talking about I have that. the thing to do. Oh, right. okay, it, sure. It, it exactly predicated on this. Sure. My wife and I DVR Jeopardy yes. every night yes. and zip through the commercial. Yes. Breaks. And every single commercial break yeah. right now is for a proposition in California. We've got <laughs> right. crazy propositions. But, yeah, it's uh, it's it's honestly the only reason I keep the cable box. The DVR <laughs> subscription is like 25 bucks a month, right. and the only thing I use it for is Jeopardy because it's the only thing that's not on streaming, oh and I need God. to skip the commercial. No, you're so right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's wow. crazy. Uh, uh, have you ever, you ever thought about taking a stab at, like, a Celebrity Jeopardy or anything oh, like that? Oh, I would love to. You know, yeah. I'll tell you, when they uh, were trying to, when, when Alex Trebek passed away, yeah. I told told my agents, I was like, 
I'm not going to be the next host. I want to be considered. Just please tell them I would love oh to do God. it. Yeah, and yeah. he said, of course they will. And then, you know, of course, you know, Ken Jennings uh, and uh, was a perfect choice in Miami Alex. I, well, to but, put the goat in, you know. it seems to be the right way to go. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But I'm such a fan of the show. Yeah. And, and I would love to do Celebrity Jefferson yeah. sometime. Uh, so James Austin Johnson is on the G Word with you as well. Yeah. And, and he's, he started getting traction because of Twitter. He's on SNL now. I, he does. I got a good story about that. I would love to hear it because he, he does my favorite Trump. And, and it's just the yes. way that he delivers it is so uh, spot on, but just silly and ridiculous. It, to me, it's hilarious. Uh, but uh, share the story, please. Well, so he's he's been a friend of mine for a long time doing comedy in L.A., and he started popping with this Trump impression uh, on social media, and we were casting the show, and I was like, we got to get him on the show. Maybe we'll use the Trump impression. We ended up not right. using it. But he's just one of those comic actors. You give him one line, and he'll find a way to make it funny. Genuinely funny. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, so we're shooting. At the beginning of a shoot day, he says, hey, guys, can you shoot me out early? I got to go uh, do an SNL showcase today. And we were like, mm, uh, uh, okay, you know what? For you, you're my friend. Let's get him out. Let's let's stack his scenes at the beginning of the right. day. We'll get you out by four so he could drive back into L.A. We were like two hours outside of L.A. He could drive back and do a showcase. And uh, that was the showcase that, that got, got him. him. Wow. That was his first showcase that got him. Obviously, wow. he had callbacks and things like that. But, um, you know, I really could have screwed him. <laughs> and I didn't, so he There's a joy me. in that power. I, I, I did watch a bit of uh, Mind Parasites, which was a, uh, a show you you had done, and and you yeah. you, you bring up. Um and I just, uh, I guess it all ties to there's a, a type of a fungus or fungi that, that, yeah. that, and I was telling Preston about this, and we talked about it, we've talked about it sporadically over the years, that will, uh, for, I guess it'll take over its host. Yes. And will mind control its host. Yeah, uh-huh. this is, this is yeah. funny you bring this up. This was the stand-up show that I was touring before the pandemic. This is right. my last hour. It was called Mind Parasites. And yeah, it was about these, uh, there are these fungi that will like take over the brain of an ant and force the ant to like climb up and hang out at the top of a stalk of it's, grass. It's and it'll do that. Chilling. It's, it's chilling. Yeah. It'll do that because, uh, you know, then later a cow will come along and eat the grass and the ant will be up there and the parasite will enter the cow's stomach and reproduce in its, uh, oh you know, its digestive tract, then the the cow takes a crap, and then the next stage of the, you know, I think a snail then eats the <laughs> parasite, and then ants like eat the snail trail, right, and right. then the circle of life Whoa. continues. It's horrible, but I use that as a way. I, I use I use that in that show as a way to talk about the the parasites that are controlling our minds. So I talked about advertising. I talked social about al- media, social media, and I talked about alcohol. I quit yeah. drinking a couple years ago, and I started to realize that I was just just like that ant climbing the stalk of grass, but under the control of alcohol. Because I here's the here's the thing I thought. I think the ant thinks it's its own idea. The ant yeah. is like, I just feel like climbing a stalk of grass tonight. That's just what cool ants like me do. They don't realize that it's the that yeah. there's something crazy going on in his brain. That something has come in on the outside to influence. I, I think we think we're so autonomous that there's no way we could subtly be be right. You know, swayed. Yep. To to that and and so. We we have this uh, conversation often about social media and about, you know, in the benign days of Tom's your friend and nice, <laughs> and, and 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 what it's become and I and I I see look at people with kids and and I say that's got to be a minefield for you yeah. because it's just it's just it it seems to be for all that could be good about promoting a charity or or. 
there's just so much that is a detraction from it. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, look, I think that kids are resilient. You know, I, yeah. I grew up watching three hours a day of the worst TV you've ever seen, you know? <laughs> Saturday morning cartoons where the show was 10 minutes long and there'd be 20 minutes of ads, right, you know? Right. And I grew up to be a guy who critiques advertising on television. You know, I didn't swallow all of it. People are smart. Kids know what's up, you know? And so I, I, I think that people shouldn't be too scared okay. of what their kids are, are doing. But I also think that, like, the companies that run the social media sites have absolutely designed the sites to exploit us and to control us, yeah. to make us upset, to fill our, you know, minds and our eyes with crap that we don't want to see and to try to get us to do stuff that we don't want to do um, and to try to uh, uh, influence our behavior. They are they are definitely creating systems designed to addict us. There was that chilling yeah. Netflix yeah, yeah. Uh, the social dilemma. Some, yes. yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I boiled it down to, or at least part of social media to me is this, hey, that really cool thing that you did, somebody already did it, and they did it better than me. <laughs> <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, yeah. And that's what it's turned <laughs> yeah. into yeah. for me. Yeah, that's what, the co- that's what the comments are every time. I wanted to ask you about uh, uh, getting sober. Um, yeah. You look like you've trimmed up a little bit, or at least since Adam, was that uh, partially that? The uh, Yeah, I mean, I quit drinking before the final season, between the next to the last season and the final season. And when I look at those two seasons, like on television, I have trouble watching the previous one because I'm like, oh, I look, I don't look good. Yeah, I mean, I'm objectively, I right. when I quit drinking, I lost 15 pounds like that. Yeah, and it never came back. And look, I don't think I was a bad looking guy, 15 pounds heavier or anything. That's but when I look back, I also looked unhealthy, you know. Yeah, yeah. And uh, so yeah, it made it made a huge difference. And you know, that's I've you know continue working out and eat yeah. well and stuff yeah. like that. But um, but yeah, I mean, I was drinking for you know 15 years. I was a nightcap drinker. You know, I have one or two. Right. Uh, In reality, that means three or four. Right. Right. Every drink you have, you're actually having two drinks. I don't know if you realize this, <laughs> especially if you're pouring it yourself. Oh, you know? yeah. yeah. I'll have yeah. one whiskey. Well, if you poured that yourself, you had three. Yeah. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like true. one drink is like yeah. this much is a little bit. Uh-huh. And you know, if you go to a bar, you ask for a glass of wine. They pour you two glasses of wine yeah. in in a single glass. Uh, and, you know, I thought, oh, I just like drinking. And I eventually realized, oh, I was addicted. Okay. Like, that's what made me quit was I was like, wait, hold on a second. I haven't gone a day without having a drink in like 10 years. And I'm actually frightened of the idea of trying to go to sleep without having a drink. And I eventually realized, that's crazy. I don't want to live like that. And I just experimented. Let me try to not have a drink, you know, tonight and then for another couple nights. And I started sleeping better immediately. I felt after like a couple days where I had like the DTs and I was like, you know, then I uh, once I got over that, I was like, oh, everything got better. And now I don't miss it. You know, like surprisingly, it's it's an amazing thing. My brother's been sober for years and years and years now. He, He was able to do his job very well and still drink, yeah. which is a problem, because there was no glaring, there were no yeah. sirens going off. And it seems like, you know, you might have been in that situation too, competently yep. performing your job, and so there was no, hey, where where were you? You didn't show up. This is what I used to do in this, uh, in this hour of stand-up. About, I talked about how, uh, you know, we divide everybody in America into alcoholics and moderate drinkers. And right. alcohol, moderate drinkers, we can drink as much as we want whenever we, <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> oh, we're totally fine. Alcoholics, oh, those are those sad few people, they got to go to the sad basement and drink the coffee in the tiny cup in the circle <laughs> and tell the stories. The and they can basement. never drink again because they have a disease. But the rest of us, we're moderate drinkers, and that means we can drink as much as we want all day long. <laughs> and my theory is that actually I think more people in America 
Forget the word alcoholic. Yeah. I think a massive number of people are addicted to alcohol mm-hmm. and don't realize it. When you go to a game, right, you guys went to the World Series last night, mm-hmm. right? How many people spent $1,500 $1, for a ticket, and then as soon as they got there, said, I got to get in the beer line. I got to have a beer. <laughs> yeah. And then probably waited there 40 minutes to get one or two beers. They yeah. probably bought two, so they're like, I don't want to go back in line. I know I'm going to need to have both of these, right? Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, once I quit and I started going to events like that, I was like, this is crazy. These people need to look at what they're doing to themselves. Yeah. This is nothing but addiction. This is the same as like a smoker standing out in 10 degree weather, you know, in, in the parking lot because they got to have a you know, they got to have a uh, yeah. $17 beers, by the way. <laughs> Thank you very much. Last night at the game. Um, let me see. Oh, man, there was another question. Well, I ew, can you. I? Yeah, yeah, I have oh, oh, I was going to uh, bring up the soccer thing. Yeah, that's what it's oh, going to yeah. Because you, right. you have a dilemma. Yeah, I do have so, a dilemma. So you've got the Philadelphia Union. Yes. Uh, taking on uh, LAFC. Yes. Uh, tomorrow, the championship. I know. You're an LAFC fan and in Philadelphia. In Philadelphia, <laughs> I know. I, I had the weekend booked, and we went. You know, and then I looked at. Well, hold on a second. We're going pretty far in the playoffs. When is the cup game? Oh no! Yeah. I'm going to be in Philadelphia. I'm like, I'm not going to cancel the weekend. I don't want to deprive the good people of Philadelphia right. of all of this comedy. But I'm going to. Yeah, I, I have right. season tickets to LAFC. Yeah. So wow. you you need to save space. To watch this game, I do. I believe you tweeted out about I this. I do. Okay, all all as congenial and just simply a man wanting to wear a jersey, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Where can I wear this jersey and I'm not going to get beer poured all over? Me, is the question. I don't. Know. You don't think my I, hotel room is that? Maybe that's the best spot. How close to drive to New York City? <laughs> you know what? It's su- it's such a the team has been so, so great, and, yeah. and it's had here the union has been such a such a systematic build. Yeah, and, and uh, oh, it's a great. The stadium's great and everything, and 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 it's you know it, it's always been sort of that redheaded stepchild you yeah. know, soccer, and and now we're you know it's it being embraced yeah. in this way. So the passion runs high. Yes. Uh, yeah. So go to go to Xfinity Live in South Philly and wear your wear the LAFC jersey and, a, and an Astros hat. You'll be fine. You'll be totally I mean, fine. I saw two people. You know, I flew in yesterday. I was walking around. You know, the neighborhood. And it was gorgeous outside, yeah. and everyone's in Phillies gear. And then I saw a couple in an Astros in Astros jerseys, matching Astros jersey. Yeah. And I got so mad. I was like, Lord, and I was I'd been in town five minutes, and I was like, cheater. You cheaters! What are you doing? And I was like, okay, I cannot wear my LAMC jersey outside. I'll do that. I'll do that from my hotel room and root for the team. So you're season ticket holder? I'm a season ticket wow, holder, wow, yeah. Wow. Because, like you said, I look, I was never even a big soccer fan. I just, one of my friends took me to one of the LAFC games. And I was like, this is the best in-stadium experience so I've ever fun. had. It's so good. We've got, you know, the whole supporter section is, like, singing and chanting the yep. entire time. Everybody's so into it. Yeah. And, like, the games are super fun to watch. And there's no way to get that unless you go and see it. Exactly. Until, because it, <laughs> it doesn't immediately translate well on television. I agree. Right. It, it's the biggest drop-off from live TV in any sport. Right, right. It, it's phenomenal. I went to a, a union game a, a few weeks ago and just had a ball. And while I was there, yeah. I was talking to uh, the guy that is the head of uh, of our uh, super fans. They're called the... Um, uh, the Sons of Ben, right? The Sons of Ben. Yeah. And the, the interesting thing about the Sons of Ben is that they existed two years yeah. before the team did yeah. just to help lure the team to Philadelphia. Yeah. They created and established yeah. this this base. Yeah. And that's how diehard they are. I it's love amazing. it. And, and I love how much power the fans have in soccer. You know, yeah. like there are times when there are examples where the supporters groups will like go on strike because they're pissed at the team yeah. and stuff like that. And then, you know, there's no sound system usually in MLS games or in most soccer games. It's just the fans chanting. So if those fans, if those supporters groups decide 
decide, hey, we don't feel like supporting this week because we're mad at the team for some reason, makes a huge impact. And I, I love that. That's not true in... You know, fans in baseball don't have any power over the team. But, like, you know, to have these powerful groups. And, yeah, Philly Union has been, like, such a success story. So are you a Ted Lasso fan? Uh, yeah, I like yeah. I like Ted Lasso. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, yeah, I enjoy the show. Yeah. yeah, I got some friends who write on it. It's a it's a quality show for yeah, sure. Very cool. Yeah. yeah, I wish there was more soccer in Ted Lasso. That's my only problem. <laughs> I'm ser- I'm for real. They go like, we got a big game today, and then they'll like cut to them walking back into the locker room. Right. Like, oh, that was a rough one. I'm like, show us some some of the sport that you're talking about the entire game. Well, Rob McElhaney's a friend of the show, and oh, and, yeah. and he was um you know the the uh, uh, Welcome to Wrexham the reality oh, yeah. show was really great. And I haven't seen it. Yeah, it's, 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 again, it shows um, how that, you know, it, it was hard, I guess, for uh, people on uh, this side of the Atlantic to understand why it's so, why it's it's just entrenched in the lifestyle. And the yeah. show does a good job of indicating yeah. why it means so much, you know? Oh, it's so cool. I mean, I was shooting, uh, I, I was doing a Nickelodeon game show called The Crystal Maze. And we were shooting that in Bristol in the yeah. UK. And I went to the local team there. And it's not, you know, it's like whatever the second or third level of British soccer. Right. Um, and it was just like, oh, what a great, like, neighborhood team. This is, it's like... Um, what if minor league baseball actually mattered? And you went to a minor league baseball <laughs> game, game and people really cared and it wasn't just where they trashed all the injured players, you know, from yeah. the major league teams. Um, it was such good vibes and uh, the cult- the culture of, of of it is what I like about sports. That's why yeah. I love a good sports city like Philly where people like actually care. Here on the West Coast, people don't really like sports like <laughs> like people do out here. Coming to a real sports city like Philly, it's incredible. Nice. Uh, by the way, Adam, if, if somebody does want to reach out to you and, and offer up a place for you to go and watch the game in New Jersey tonight, uh, should they reach out via Twitter? Yeah, or, or, uh, Adam Conover or uh, on Instagram or Twitter is a great Just place. make sure it's not a trap. Do you see Admiral Akbar? Well, listen, Adam's going to be at uh, Helium tonight and tomorrow. There are shows at 7.30 and 10 p.m. And, of course, you can get tickets at uh, heliumcomedy.com. And uh, The G Word, where can we see that? That's on Netflix. That's on Netflix. Yeah, and please come to the show. I know it's during a World Series game <laughs> yeah. tomorrow night. The one tonight, no games as far as I know. So please come to that. Uh, this so, stuff is very smart and very funny so people have a good time so thank, thank you, you so much appreciate you being here adam conover guys comedy club we're gonna take a break and we'll be back in just a moment stay with us hey gang it's me dracky bam bam the world's tallest elf i'm asking that you join me as mmr rocks the 41st annual delaware valley abate for the kids motorcycle toy run it's happening this sunday we're going to get the bikes lined up on Columbus Boulevard and Spring Garden right outside of Kavanaugh's River Deck starting at 9 a.m. And then at noon, I'll be waving that flag as your Grand Marshal, and I'm so honored. I will lead the parade of thousands and thousands of bikers on a 10-mile beautiful run with live bands playing along the route, including Vinyl Logic, Spare Parts, and Delco Boys. We'll end up at Rivers Casino, and that's where we'll deliver the new and unwrapped toys for the U.S. Marine Corps Toys for Tots program. I thank Thank you so much as we crush it for the kids. And all the details are at WMMR.com. From 93.3 WMMR, put Philly first. All right, it is time for the Bizarre File. Here we go. Bizarre. WMMR presents Kristen and Steve's Bizarre, Bizarre File. Hmm. You don't know if you have a sponsor. Don't know if I have a sponsor or not. All right, well. Did Casey leave for the day? He, I think he's done for the day. <laughs> Wait, uh, here comes Marissa. Marissa, back up. I'm uh, going to handle this right now. So let's see. Do I have, I do have a... Oh, that's exciting. Oh. Yes. All right. 
Brought to you this morning by IBEW 654. Join Jackie Bam-Bam for the IBEW 654's uh, Toys for Tots Drive, Saturday, November 12th. Uh, from 11 to 1 at the Boothwin Union Hall at 3729 Chichester Avenue. And you can get into the spirit of the giving, holi- or uh, get into the spirit of giving this holiday season. There we go. <laughs> Residents of a sleepy village say that they have been left petrified after a dive bombing bird named Derek carried out. <laughs> Derek? They named him? Multiple attacks on innocent children. That is correct. All right. <laughs> This is in England. Uh, The jackdaw, which is the type of bird he is, uh, which some have branded a menace, has been causing safety concerns in Rossington, South Yorkshire. Yorkshire. Uh, During the latest incident, a woman said that Derek had tried to swoop on her children while they were in her garden, adding that there would be hell to pay if they were harmed. Damn that, Derek. And another resident said that the small black crow had forced workers to flee indoors after it ambushed them and caused absolute terror. Villagers are divided as to whether the bird is domesticated or wild, and some have even shown support for it, describing Derek as their local mascot. Uh, but most have voiced concern at its persistent raids on their community and now believe the bird should be locked up. Well, it's up kind of a bed. conundrum because you don't want to beat up a bird, but, you know, it can be a quality of life issue. Uh, jackdaws, by the way, which number about 1.4 million in the U.K., are members of the crow family. They are smaller than their cousins, the rook, uh, carrion crow, and raven. Uh, they commonly nest in chimneys, rocks, uh, chimneys, rocks, tree holes, and small crevices. Uh, but this guy, Derek, is being a dick. Yeah. <laughs> A woman who became stuck in her basement when a sofa she was moving got jammed into the stairwell had to be rescued by the fire department. Uh, Melissa was moving the sofa into the basement with the help of her partner, Todd, when it became stuck. Uh, Daughter, Claire, found her mom trapped on the wrong side of the sofa and tried to help before giving up. Pivot. Yeah. Uh, Melissa, a preschool teacher, was stuck in the basement for almost three hours while Claire and Todd tried to dislodge a handrail from the wall in hopes of freeing her. Anyone who's ever moved furniture uh, has encountered moments where they thought they might get locked into a room forever. Oh, yeah. Yep, absolutely. Um, All right, so... Todd even made a hole in the wall of trying to get the sofa into the basement, but to no avail. Eventually, the family had to call the firefighters. Uh, The fire brigade successfully got uh, the handrail off of the wall by wriggling through a hole. Uh, Claire said, I thought it was hilarious. My parents did not think it was funny. My dad was mad because of the damage, and my mom thought she was never getting out. So, yeah, she got... You just see an arm sticking out of the department. It's the fire department. Uh, a woman claimed that she was, uh, this is a terrible story, that she was burning a witch when she set fire to a camper over the summer, and she's pleaded guilty to murder and arson. Uh, Crystal Wilson pleaded guilty in court on Monday to second-degree intentional murder and first-degree arson. She faced up 37 years in prison. Wilson, was it, in fact, a witch? Well, she went to a camper van to obtain uh, meth and alcohol Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Uh, after using a meth, meth witch. in the camper with the victim. Wilson said she stabbed him multiple times with a butcher knife. Oh, boy. Uh, oh. she, she went unconscious and then woke up to find the victim, who was cold to the touch. She grabbed a lighter and lit the camper on fire. She said she thought she was burning a witch. Wait, uh, it's a, it was a man, though? Yes. Okay. That would be... His name is Chip. He was a Chip witch. Yeah. Or a warlock. Uh, yeah, a warlock. right, a warlock. Uh, charges say 
uh, that when officers searched the camper, they found no butcher knife present, but oh. did retrieve a pair of needle nose pliers. Drugs make you do crazy things, don't they? They make you just a little bit crazy. Oh, uh, she's going to be sentenced on January 20th. Uh, Miami man was arrested early Monday after ramming his vehicle into a home, endangering the seven people inside. Deputy said, There are witches in there! They arrived at a home after receiving reports of a burglary happening there, and upon arriving, uh, deputies found the front entrance had been severely damaged, and a black 213, 2013 uh, Ford Explorer with damage to its front end was parked in the yard. Uh, approaching the home, deputies found 46-year-old uh, Nissan Ortega, mm-hmm. who was drunk and rolling around on the floor inside of the home. <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing, son? Rolling around. <laughs> Ortega was later <laughs> handcuffed and sent to the hospital. Deputies say that uh, when they spoke to Ingrid uh, Alas, Ortega's ex-wife, uh, who told them that Ortega had shown up around 2 a.m. demanding to be left in, let inside, but she refused. Uh, Alas said Ortega. Alas. Alas said Ortega. <laughs> had left about a year ago due to his violent tendencies, and she believed that he became upset, backed his car up across the street before accelerating into the home, which could have uh, killed her or her other, uh, you know, the kids in the house. He, he drove it into the house. Uh, so his he, son, however, showed up later. He is uh, <laughs> alas, and however, uh, he's facing seven counts of attempted murder. Wow! Uh, in that, all right. Then we'll have time for one more story, and I think we can end with this one. A drunken man claimed to be Hollywood film character Jason Bourne. Oh, before stripping off his shirt and swearing at police officers. I thought that was fictional. Uh, Paul Stevens admitted to a charge of being drunk and disorderly when he appeared before the magistrate's court. Uh, Stevens said he had been uh, drinking when officers were alerted to reports of a drunken man staggering in the road. Officers approached to speak to him, but he said he started to swear at them and tell them he was Jason Bourne, uh, the character from the Hollywood film series, uh, of course, played by Matt Damon. Uh, I got to make one call. I'm calling John Wick. Uh, Paul Donnie who was prosecuting, said an officer tried to engage him with Stevens but and explained that he wanted to talk to him, but the defendant started to swear, said his name was Jason Bourne. He then, uh, he said the shouting and swearing continued, and the defendant then took his shirt off uh, to talk about his tattoos. Take a look at these. Mr. Doney said that the defendant threw his jacket over a barrier and told officers to fetch it. And then <laughs> See, that, that says Preston and Steve. <laughs> he climbed over the barrier himself. The prosecutor said the shouting and swearing continued in front of members of the public. And uh, they arrested him. Uh, he What's was... that monkey doing? <laughs> yeah. It's between uh, my nipples. I don't ever recall Jason Bourne cursing in any of the movies. Oh, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. All right, and there you go. That's what I have in the Bizarre File for you. Hey, by the way, we have a new Daily Rush video. We have a second Daily Rush. There's two new ones up. Kyle is yeah. working his Kyle's the man. Here. He's our new video guy. Uh, Kyle uh, Mack. Uh, you know him as Wide Angle Kyle. <laughs> and, uh, Do you have an email address yet? I Not don't yet. know. Not I yet. Know. Not yet. Okay. So, so two videos. There's uh, the Michael Imperioli uh, Daily Rush, which yes. is up. I, I mentioned that earlier this morning. And the Taron Killam, uh, the NFL pylon uh, conversation. Two fun interviews. Yep. And uh, description is former SNL cast member Taron Killam uh, shares what it's like hosting his new Amazon Prime sports comedy show, his predictions for the Eagles this season, and uh, what it's like to be married to an agent of S.H.I.E.L.D., and you can check out the uh, newest Daily Rush video. Subscribe to our YouTube channel. 
Uh, sponsored by Xfinity's GigSpeed Internet. You can learn more at Xfinity.com. We're going to take a break. We're going to come back in a second. Lesson question, trash, music news. Those things are up next. Stay with us. Love Preston and Steve and WMMR? Check out WMMR.com for more of everything that rocks. Celebrate the coziest season with Acme. They're bringing all the fall flavors to you. From pumpkin everything to caramel apples and all your seasonal favorites. Make the most of fireside dinners, game-winning touchdowns, and warm family gatherings. Acme's here to help you spice, season, and savor every moment. You'll find fresh inspiration, chef-curated recipes, on-demand cooking classes, and more just waiting to be enjoyed. So slow down and fall into flavor at acmemarkets.com slash fall. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday. No sad, bro. No sad, bro. There's a hint of sad. I mean, the yeah. Phils didn't yeah. win last night. There, There is a hint of sad. We're, we're staying positive because there's two games left to go. They've, they've won in uh, in Houston before. They did well. And so um, we can go back-to-back wins, definitely. But it just feels a little bit of sad. But we're trying to press that aside since it is a Friday. So we're counterbalancing those two things together. Nonetheless, uh, doing our Friday things. We'll give away our Word of the Week prize uh, in a little bit. Your chance to win coming up. Looks like finally... Here in Balakid, when uh, at least uh, the fog has finally burned off, uh, which is great because we have a beautiful day on tap, like 75 degrees and partly cloudy skies. It's going to be wonderful. 77 tomorrow, 78 on Sunday. I can't believe we're going to be almost 80 degrees in November. That's very rare. Leading into the camp out, that's oh. wonderful news. Yes. Yeah. yeah. For like our crew that's assembling yeah. uh, the, the facility there, weather's going to be great. And the car event is on Sunday as well. It's oh, going to yeah. be spectacular. Philatrunk is taking place on Sunday and uh, we encourage you to come down and see <clears throat> all these amazing vehicles, these car clubs uh, and uh, got started by the Porsche Club of America. And uh, gates open at 10 a.m. Spectators welcome to check out all the cars. And car clubs are going to drive through and donate throughout the event. Um, so make sure you come uh, go by and see those guys tomorrow. Burger Brawl has been canceled it's, or possibly rescheduled. It's. I talked to <clears throat> Rob uh, Wasserman, who is the head muckety-muck of the whole thing. They're going to try to morph it into something so that everyone can get some burger goodness. But the event, as you know it, not happening this year. Uh, and so, but uh, news is pending. He's yep. going to try to work out something. So you, I was re- I was really looking forward to it because I was going to stock up our RV, Preston, with tons of burgers. I know. I was looking forward to I that, know. too. But I know. it's all good, man. All right. Uh, lesson question time. We're going to give away a pair of tickets to see Paul Reiser. He will be at the Keswick on November 11th. Uh, the question, I had several of them that I could choose from today, and I liked them all. Um, and I'm kind of in a... Um, Conundrum, a quandary. Yeah, I mean, what, what do you guys think? Give me, give me, um, early, middle, or late. How about? Um, Want to give it to Kathy? Yeah, Kathy, middle. you pick. All right, middle. So we'll go with the one that's about seven thirty uh, this morning. Uh, when he's hanging out at Xfinity Live, what kind of drink does Sly Stallone like to order? <laughs> or he was Rambo or whoever. Uh, 215-263-WMMR. When he's hanging out at Xfinity Live, what kind of drink does Sly Stallone like to order? 215-263-WMMR. Let's see if you were listening. The trash business is a gold mine. 93.3 WMMR. 
with Preston and Steve's Hollywood Trash. Brought to you this morning by Monster Mania. You can see the biggest names in horror at Monster Mania Con 52 at the Greater Philadelphia Expo Center. That's in Oaks, and it's on November 11th through the 13th. Tickets available online at monstermania.net. What's happening, Steve? Well, Kim Kardashian and Pete Davidson have apparently completely moved on and have not communicated in a while. Davidson says he really misses just talking with Kim, and by talking, he means anal. Oh, my God. (laughs) 76-year-old Cher and 36-year-old music exec Alexander Edwards were seen holding hands while strolling in West Hollywood. Friends say Cher is fascinated with Edwards because he was born the very same year she stopped having periods. And finally... (laughs) (laughs) Actress... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Actress Asha Cooper. <laughs> Actress Asha Cooper of Chicago Med will not be part of the cast of the popular show next season. Cooper will apparently be joining the cast of Chicago Unemployment. Yes, you're on the track. All right, let's see if we do indeed have a uh, caller. When he's hanging out at Xfinity Live, uh, Sly Stone likes to order this, 215-263-WMMR. We're going to go to William to see if we can get an answer. Hey, William. Hey, how you doing? Uh-oh. Eugene! Yeah. <laughs> Eugene! That was a Eugene? Yeah. yeah. All right, nice. All right, uh, what does he like to order, William? It's Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Sometimes two of them. Yeah. All right, William, hang on. I'm going to give you a pair of tickets to see Paul Reiser Friday, November 11th, Keswick Theater in Glenside. And tickets are on sale now via AXS.com. Now, Preston and Steve's Music News on 93.3 WMMR. Brought to you by Campbell's Chunky Sacks Hunger. Proud sponsor of the Camp Out for Hunger. You can team up with Chunky and this year's Soup Squad to help sack hunger in our community. So items from Taylor Hawkins' tribute concert will be going up for auction. Uh, various pieces of gear used in two recent tribute concerts for the late Foo Fighters drummer will be auctioned off next week. And proceeds will be donated to Music Cares and Music Support. Uh, the auction, organized by... Uh, world-breaking auction house to the stars. Julian's auctions will be taking place at the Hard Rock Cafe in New York and online via the Julian's auctions website from next Friday. I didn't see any of the items listed, but there was a lot of cool stuff. A lot of really awesome drum kits were there. Does Music Cares primarily focus in on addiction issues? Or just is it sort of an umbrella for anything that affects... I don't know. Proceeds donated uh, to Music Cares and Music Support. So those are two different organizations. Stephen, I'm sorry, but I I don't know the answer to that. No, I just was wondering if it was very focused or if it was just uh, something more general. Yeah, that's a good question. Uh, Monoskins, uh, Demiano David, uh, has opened up about the accusations of censorship surrounding the man's performance of the MTV VMAs back in August. Uh, Photos taken during the band's performance of their hit Supermodel, uh, in it appeared that uh, bassist Victoria de uh, Angelis uh, suffered a wardrobe malfunction with her top falling down around her waist. The cameras panned away to focus on empty seats for about 40 seconds. For the rest of the performance, they frequently cut away from the band to show an aerial shot of the arena instead. <laughs> uh, David. A Google map. Uh, said he puts VMA censorship down to prejudices towards rock bands and towards women. 
He said there is a lot of work on. Uh, there's a lot to work on. There's a lot of that. Gotta you gotta make it sure that this gets the fixed. I'm there with my ace hanging out, and nobody shows in the pictures. And uh, why? That's and we try to do our part. He went on and said it's sad. But it's good that people then talk about it and think about it. It's stupid that there has to be this control and censorship over people's bodies. Now, if you excuse me, I'd like to finish my donkey. <laughs> she is. Uh, <laughs> she's a knockout. She's oh, yeah. sexy. Yep. I she's, mean, and she's. That's not the first time that she's worn next to nothing on stage. Yep. Mm. Yep. That's kind of her thing. Yeah. We're looking at the pictures. Let's right just now. stop the show for a minute. <laughs> yep. Okay. Yep. Hang on. <laughs> uh, during a recent chat. Uh, Sammy Hagar commented on Wolfgang Van Halen's remark that Van Halen was too dysfunctional to play a tribute show for Eddie Van Halen. Uh, So uh, Sammy said, Alex Van Halen and I don't talk. I reached out again to Alex uh, recently. Uh, Mike, meaning Michael Anthony, uh, had a sad thing happen in his family, and I reached out to Al, and he wouldn't return my call or my email. And so I said, you know what? F it. Uh, It's not on the top of my list, my agenda. I think Eddie deserves, definitely, a tribute, and the whole world would show up, and the whole world would do it. I don't know why people put it on Roth, meaning David Lee Roth. He said, I don't talk to Dave, and if he did it, he'd want to do it without me, and I'm sure that's part of the dysfunction that Wolfie's talking about. He wanted to say, I'll make a statement uh, that I don't know is true or not, but what you do, uh, but um, uh, what do you want to bet? He goes like this, I will only do it if Hagar's not there. Meaning uh, yeah. David Lee Roth. And if that were the case, that's typical Roth. And that's part of the dysfunction. It's not like he controls it. It's just that he doesn't play well with others. And like I said, if Alex came to me and wanted to do it, I'm in. Absolutely. Let's go and do it somehow. Uh, but Alex has got to stick up his ass about something with me still. And he's going to take it to his grave, I guess. Man, that um, that's always been sort of the rumor about Alex Van Halen. Yep. He said, I made peace with Eddie before he died, but... Uh, I don't think I made peace with Al, and I don't think I'm going to unless he reaches back out to me, and I've done it about five times now or something. I would see uh, uh, a completely uh, Sammy Hagar version of Van Halen's show. You know, I mean, they, yeah. they had great stuff. They did. There were, there were some great songs out of that catalog, for sure. Uh, but I, I I believe him, too. I believe yeah. him about the Alex Van Halen thing, which is too bad. Too, too bad. And then finally, released today is the deluxe reissue of John Mellencamp's 1985 classic, Scarecrow. That's a great album. Yeah, the new box set includes two CDs of newly remixed and remastered songs, plus previously unreleased bonus tracks. Sucking on a chili dog. Sucking on a chili dog. And uh, alternate versions. Um, it should also include a scarecrow. A booklet full of rare photographs and all new liner notes by acclaimed author and music critic Anthony DeCurtis. Did you guys go make scarecrows this year? No. No, I know oh. I didn't. I wanted to. Oh, I it's a fall activity. Well, I know. because it rained on the Saturday that we were supposed to go, and theirs was rain or yeah, shine. There was rain on the scarecrow? Blood on the plow? Oh, my God. <laughs> um, so... Can we make a want to make a Christmas scarecrow? Yeah, we, yeah, we can totally oh, yeah. do that. We should do that, Steve. Maybe we'll do our own, Chris, our own holiday. We'll do activity. it right here during the show. Me and Steve. We'll, get a, we'll set a table out. Really? I'll bring in my bedazzler, like a scare elf or something like that. Scare yeah. elf. Yeah. Scare elf. A, 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 a Christmas uh, scarecrow would be a snowman. Oh, that's snow. yes, it would. You need snow for it, but it, that yeah. would be a snowman. Is the purpose of a snowman to scare crows off the crops? What about a hayman? Hey man, oh! That's what it would be. I like Hey Man better. You can make a Hey Man. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, Scarecrow was released on August 5th, 1985 and spent a whopping 28 weeks in the Billboard Top 10. Uh, the album spent three weeks at number two. Uh, three top ten hits. You had R.O.C.K. in the USA. That was the highest charting one at number two. Followed by Lonely Old Night and Small Town at number six. Great. Uh, Rain on the Scarecrow, number 21. And Rumble Seat was at number 28. And Christmas Scarecrow was another Eight. hit. Yes. Uh, I, uh, though, as great as that album is, I'm going to say Lonesome Jubilee is better. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Okay. That's a great album, yeah. too. Yeah. All right. And there you go. That's all I have in music news this morning. We're going to take a break. When we return, we'll get the letter of the day, the word of the week, and give that prize away. So hang out with us. Get social with Preston and Steve and WMMR. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and TikTok. And probably other places. Want to see something funny? Uh, Or maybe really messed up? Well, watch The Daily Rush at PrestonandSteve.com. It's a sight to behold. Or something like that. From 93.3 WMMR. Now, back with more of the Preston and Steve Show podcast. Friday morning, we are at the end of our broadcast week and the end of us being here in this studio for a little bit, a little while. Yeah. We're taking the, it on the road as Camp Out for Hunger is coming up on the The journey begins. Yeah, it does. Uh, back fully. Yep. And, and then some, I say, because we have... Um, there's a couple of tricks we picked up uh, over the past couple of years. We're going to employ them, but the camp out will be back full band. You said the full tent. Yeah. Like, and you forget how goddamn big that was. Mm-hmm. And uh, all the bands returning to perform live. So, uh, you know, we'll kick off Monday morning with Chico's Vibe. It's kind of our tradition with those guys. But uh, a few other great acts, some new ones uh, this year that are going to be a part of it. Yeah. And yeah. what's really cool is that years and years and years ago, the the, uh, the thought was, okay, people are coming down. As you said, you were describing a person. We got to do so. We got to give them something to do. We got to. You know, if they're making the time to come by and, and make donations, you ha- get, you know, reward them for that. Yeah. And hence the um, carnival you're yeah. going to see beginning Monday. A little bit of a party that happens. So uh, we hope that you will be a part of it. It's our 25th uh, year of doing it, and so we're excited about it. Uh, I would like to thank our guest this morning, Adam McConover. Yeah! From, uh, Adam Ruins Everything. He is, uh, he's got his stand-up show uh, tonight and tomorrow at Helium Comedy Club, and he was just the nicest guy. He was really and good. He's a talker. He's very, very smart, very funny, and uh, we were happy to uh, have him by here this morning. We're happy to have Pierre Robert in our studio, too. And good day. Nice to see you, sir. I hear a little raspiness in your voice. <laughs> yeah, man. <laughs> were you yelling last night? I was yelling last night, and... and even more so, just didn't get to bed till a ridiculous hour. So what, what hour? A Pierre hour. One thirty. Yeah. yeah. Right. Wow. Yeah, but I woke up at you know three fifty. Right. After being going to bed <laughs> at one thirty. So wow. that's how it works. It's late for you. Yeah, baby. Good for you. <laughs> Thank I'm you. I'm proud of you, kid. Thanks, man. Um, that's yeah. how you rally. <laughs> that's how you rally. You go to bed late. You get up early, right? And you have a couple of shots of Jack. Yeah, we yeah. did have fun this morning. Chili, get me my cold compress. Exactly, yeah. and a filterless cigarette. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have a camel. And a camel, like an actual animal. Yeah, bring me an actual camel. Yeah, bring yeah. me a camel. I'm gonna chili. smoke that effort. <laughs> Light up a camel. Yeah. Nah, make it a dromedary or a pal mal. Pal mal. Bring me a marsupial. Pal mal. Pal mal. A lucky strike. A lucky strike. LSMFT. 
Lucky Strike means fine tobacco. Ah. <laughs> that used to be on the side of every Lucky Strike. Along with the doctor's recommendation. Yes. Yeah. Along with the doctor's recommendation. More doctors smoke Lucky Strike. Okay. It was on the side of um, of every... Pack? Pack okay. of Lucky Strikes, and they would advertise it on TV. LSMFT, uh, Lucky Strike, means fine tobacco. However, in our little Catholic grade school, we said loose straps mean flabby... Uh, <laughs> there you go. That's I'm surprised they didn't go with that. Be. Yeah, yeah, they didn't go with that as their advertising campaign. <laughs> I like it though. Yeah. I would have loved that. All right, we need a letter for These the are word the stories. <laughs> they are of the people. Yeah. All right, here we go. Preston and Steve on ninety three three WMMR. Now the daily letter. The Preston and Steve show is brought to you today by the letter Y, as in yellow. All right, and we'll take the third caller. Two one five two six three WMMR. All right. Why was that last letter? Let's see if you've been paying attention and you know the word. So it'll be the third caller, and we will let you take a shot at uh, winning our word of the week prize. You know what you could do, Pierre? The Pierre Home Companion. Nice. Oh, Pierre yeah. Home Stories Companion. from your life. I like yeah. that. Yes. Like the Prairie Home Companion. Yeah. yeah. Well, that an gives evening me with a- Pierre. That's an off-ramp. I yeah. like that. Mm. There you go. Pierre Home Companion. Yeah. <laughs> NPR will welcome me with open arms. <laughs> there we go. Uh, the show today. Oh, right. That, How yeah. about it? Uh, uh, we'll <laughs> How about that? That. We'll have um, a block of the band, which will be fun, and uh, a last pair of tickets for the last waltz with Warren Haynes of Government Mule Sunday at the Met. We will have a block of Queen, and uh, the Hooters begin their uh, annual two-night stand at the Keswick this evening and tomorrow night. Both shows are sold out. I will be hosting them, but uh, we will have a block of the Hooters, so a fun day. Awesome. All right, um, looking for a third caller, and it just so happens that I hit the right button, and it's Corey. Hi, Corey. Gadzooks. Gadzooks. Corey, we need the word of the week. What is it? It's happy. Great. That is indeed correct. All right, Corey, hang on. We're going to set you up $500 from the bag stair. So congratulations, Corey. Hang on. We'll get your information. We'll set you up. The bag stair, by the way, is by far the most convenient and affordable way to help with your home cleanup. Go buy it at any home improvement store, fill it, and simply uh, schedule your collection, and it's gone. Clean it up with the Baxter dumpster in a bag. I want to thank our sponsors. The Preston and Steve Show has been brought to you today by Duncan. The Preston and Steve Show runs on Duncan. Also brought to you by Acme Markets, fresh foods, local flavors, and by Trinity Rehab and locations all over and now open in King of Prussia, trinity-rehab.com. Uh, next week, yep, it's Camp Out for Hunger. Yes. Food trucks and fireworks on uh, that Wednesday. If there's a parade and we have to move it, we'll do it on Thursday. Uh, and we have guests coming by. The most important guest is going to be you. Please stop by and see us, and not just us. Pierre Robert and Brent Porsche will be broadcasting live as well. Yeah. So come by throughout the day and see uh, all the staff members of MMR and uh, help us out with our uh, drive to end hunger in the area and give Phil Abundance some much-needed help. That's it. We're done. Rage on. Have a great weekend. Go, Phil's, and we will see you there on Monday, gang. Bye-bye. And I guess there's only one thing left to do. What's that? Win the whole thing. Houston, we have a problem.